Welcome, everybody, to the Balakias podcast. I am your host, George, and I am joined by my very special friend, Josh. Say hi. How you guys doing tonight? I hope everything's going well and stay safe, and I'm excited to talk sports with you guys. All right, thanks. So we're going to hop right into this uh, little NBA episode coming for you. Uh, we're going to start off with the Hornets and Ma- uh, Mavericks this week. Uh, what are some of your thoughts, Josh? Well, I mean, just right off the bat, what I first saw was, to me, LaMelo Ball's a star. I think that he's going to have a big future, maybe in Charlotte, maybe somewhere else. I also think that that Charlotte organization is looking better and better. Um, Dallas, don't get me wrong. Dallas is a playoff team, but I believe they're a few years away from really, from really making a run. I do. Yeah. Um, I think Doncic is a leader, but I think in order for that team to go far, Porzingis has to be the guy. Yeah. And the thing is like Porzingis can never stay healthy because he's just so tall and he's done a lot to put on weight, but it still feels like he's way too skinny. Exactly. Definitely. And I like Porzingis' game. I really do. He... He shoots from outside. He's he's a skinnier Jokic to me, minus yeah. the passing. Yeah. I think um, I think like Doncic though, the thing that's holding him back and the team is that there is no defense. And if you're going to be the leader, it seems like everybody follows suit to what he does. Yep. No one plays defense. I mean, they were up. I mean, they were up seventy-seven to twenty-seven on the Clips earlier this year. That was insane. <laughs> that was one of the biggest blowouts I've ever seen. But then there's also like the, the game was at the end of last year where it was against Houston, where it was like 150 to 140. And it was like yeah. no overtime at all. Well, I agree. I'm looking over here. I have, I have their stats right here. You know, Doncic, 34 points. That's as expected. Yeah. Porzingis, 16. That, that's not enough for that team in the Western conference to go over the top, I believe I like Tim Hardway jr. But he's not that he's not the, the third guy that they you, need right now. Are you telling me the rising stars MVP? Is I am not your guy. I'm telling you right now that on a team that I want to make a long run, to, <laughs> a long run in the playoffs, Tim Hardway jr. Is not getting it done. Dude. He's got ice in his veins. Did he's you not? Good. Did you not see him go toe-for-toe against Deion Waiters? <laughs> what was that, like, that was like, what, five years ago? At least. That, and, was, that was a while ago, dude. I was in grade school when that came out. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the biggest highlight from that all was at the end where they uh, presented the trophy. They, <laughs> they dropped it and it broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. <laughs> that is classic. And then That's Tim – Tim grabbed the, the mic and he's like, ESPN, not top 10. <laughs> heard that, dude, that was, that was, that's comedy right there. I forgot about that one. I really did. I remember but, that more than any of his other highlights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'm also looking at Trey Burke, too. Trey Burke's a player that a lot of people sleep on him. I remember watching him in the bubble. He did work. He did yeah. work. Solid athlete. I don't get how he just like went under the radar for four years and then just blew up out of nowhere yeah. on Philly. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. I, I never really – I didn't see it coming. I, I watched him a little bit when he played it, uh, at Michigan. 
but you know he was a he was four year correct four year guy I think he did go four I yeah. think he went four yeah he was the glue of that Michigan team for a while you you heard Michigan basketball you thought Trey Burke yeah and honestly I, I still do I, I really still do that's the first guy I think of where did he get drafted to was it um Utah I believe it was Utah. It's either Utah or what I'm looking. Yep, Utah. So actually, he was drafted. That's right. He was drafted by Minnesota ninth. Hmm. And then he went to Utah. And it was draft night. And it's annoying because, like, they had him and Dante Exum, which were, like, supposed to be the two young stud stars. And, like, Dante Exum's got traded literally again yeah oh my god that guy's been everywhere is he what team is he on in the trade uh the rockets or the he went to indiana oh uh, indiana i might have a solid role now finally with karis lavert hey that's my guy i i love i love that pickup for indiana i, I really do low uzi lavert excellent <laughs> <laughs> went to houston oh excellent went to houston okay houston right now yep um, back to the Hornets, though, because we're getting a little bit off topic. So, what are your thoughts on Lamelo? I know it's your boy. <laughs> That's my boy. I wanted him. I'll be honest. I think Minnesota made made a mistake not taking him one. I think you look at his highlights from Spire Institute to overseas. He's a player. He's a player. Um, I do think he's a little underweight. I mean, I know his length is a big factor because he can rebound. We've seen it. He yeah. can rebound. He can obviously pass. That's the best aspect of his game. Well, all those games of 21, they finally paying off yeah, now. <laughs> finally paid off. I mean, they didn't pay off for Jello, unfortunately. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if even – so, yeah, if someone gave Jello a chance, maybe too. But I think LaMelo's – Lamelo is the player right now. I think he's the best one out of the three ball brothers, and I believe he'll be rookie of the year this year. Do you see him improving on defense? Because I, I, I don't know too much about uh, how he played in Australia on that end of the court. Yeah. So in Australia, what I noticed was he was different. It's a more, you know, it's a professional level. He's just built different. He's built different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He was, he's, to me, on the defensive end, he can be an X factor. I believe if he turns it up on, on defense, he's scary. He, he has the potential. Because realistically, at his height and his size, I'm not talking about his weight or build. I'm talking about his height and his size. Yeah. He realistically can play – or guard five positions. Yeah. Because you look at guys like Draymond Green. Yeah. Same height. What is he? What did he got listed? You know, the new list. What is he? Six, five, six, yeah. six. And we all, and we always thought he was like, they listed him as like six, seven all these yeah. years, but he's got to be shorter. Yeah. He's like six, five. Cause I mean, he's of all to always, always referred to him as the most valuable tub. Cause with that body that he has, he is not in shape. And he is making a statement for all of us out there. Yeah. Right. He's, yeah make, sure. he's making anybody that's watching on the couch feel good about themselves because now they have a chance. They have a chance. Because now, oh, yeah, I have a little bit of basketball cue. And 
it's a little sense of false hope for us fans out there. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. That, that's how. That's how it is, really. You know? <laughs> we assume, and he was a. I mean, we're, we laugh, but he yeah, really, Michigan guy too. Big, yeah, Michigan State, right? Is that the? Oh, that's the other Michigan, right? Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that was funny though, because uh, they they cracked down on Taco Fall. He wasn't actually seven seven; he was seven yeah. five. Yeah, it's a real honestly, I've seen I've seen the guy in person. He could be eight seven, and I wouldn't know the difference. He is massive. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy actually went to UCF, um, and uh, he walked by him a few times, and he's he's pretty short. He's like five 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 four. So like that's a whole another two feet oh, <laughs> above that's, him. That's, he was looking at. <laughs> Gigantic over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back on Lamel, like he's got this um what I say, Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played for the Magic, right? With Shaq. Like, yeah, I know I he played for Golden State. Oh that okay, so Penny Hardaway, my bad. Penny Hardaway, yep. Yeah, I always get the mix. So but he's got the same body type as Penny, just without uh as much muscle right now. I agree. He, and if he uses that wingspan uh to his advantage, I think he'll be great on the offensive end. The thing that scares me on defense, though, you see this with Lonzo. They play, like, so loose and, like, not in a Jamal Crawford way, but I feel like they have no muscle in their forearms. So, like, their, like, arms are always, like, flapping. And I feel like, you know, Lonzo's a great defensive player, but, like, LaMelo, he's – I feel like his wrists can never – like, they can never stay stiff for a second. Like, his hands are almost too soft, like a cornerback's. If like, That's why they play defense type thing. It, well, they say quarterbacks typically have, like, hard hands because they can never catch. But then you got the exceptions like Revis or, like, and like where they're, they're always going to catch it. So, I, I feel like LaMelo needs to find this balance because, you know what I mean? He's very, like, shaky and, like, I feel like he's never going to, like, sit there and turn it on. So – I know what you're saying. So, like, defensive lackadaisical play yeah, type thing. So, with that, I believe, and this is just me, I believe that's that California Chino Hills swagger. <laughs> if you watch their video, they all play the same. They yeah. all play lackadaisical on D, but they turn it on when they can. And when they can, it's scary. So, I feel like when LaMelo finds that niche, he's going to be a difference maker on defense. So, question: mm-hmm. How many years are we gonna bet on till they make a cherry picking offsides call like they do in hockey and soccer? <laughs> that, that is a good one. That is a good one. Hopefully, hopefully, Labello is gonna be. You know, I haven't seen it lately, but hopefully, the cherry picking ways will come to an end. <laughs> hey, they say that like generational players only come around like once every ten years. <laughs> LeBron's LeBron's getting up there in age. LeBron is getting up there. We better, you know, not take <laughs> more years for granted with him. I mean, him and like him and D Wade kind of uh, like made the whole free throw thing into what it is now with like the pump fakes. Because yeah. actually, D Wade and Paul Pierce actually, because they used to get everybody in the initial jump, and now it's like people just abuse that just to get free throws. So yeah. I feel prime like that's another example. thing that's going to change the game. Prime example. Uh... The new Brooklyn Net. Man, Brooklyn Nets. This trade that went down, all right, I couldn't even understand the semantics of it because there was four teams, and at first, like, all you hear about is Houston and Brooklyn. Yep. 
And now it seems like Cleveland is just stacking up on centers, which yeah. I find hilarious. Yeah. They got Andre Drummond. They got Kevin Love, who hates Cleveland. Uh, you got Larry Nance Jr., who's balling out low-key, and then at least in terms of fantasy-wise. Uh, and then you got Jared Allen now. What are they doing? This isn't like the year 2000. (laughs) Especially because the game has changed over time that you're surprised that it's rare to see four centers that get minutes. Yeah. On the, on the, on the roster right now. Um, I, I really don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. I think, I think, I mean, obviously Drummond's your starting center. There's no questions asked. Um, I think they'll probably put, Who's the power forward right now? Uh, well, I know the starting lineups: Sexton, Darius Garland, uh, maybe C.D. Osman. I don't know. Um, Love would be the power forward, and then okay. Drummond. Okay, my um, thoughts that. So with that, I mean, I give the minutes after on the bench. I give the minutes to Jared Allen. Honestly, I start Allen over Drummond. I don't know about that one, only because I, Drummond is, you know, the, the the epitome of a center. But he can't defend for the life of him. He can't defend, but he can re- – he's a big body. Yeah, but think about this, though. Jared Allen, he's like – look, he can get you 10 and 10. He's going to put in his all on both sides. He might not have, like, the post work yet like Drummond does. Uh, but I think – especially when you have all these young players like Garland and Sexton, who's all, Sexton who's really going off when all, he had all these doubters the past couple of years. Like if you want to develop this core for the next few years and you're probably going to let Drummond go soon, I think Allen's the way to go. I agree. I do agree. I know what you're saying. Throw Allen, you know, he can play. Yeah. Can play. <laughs> I don't know if he's your future. In Cleveland, I really don't. I think he'll be gone in a few years. I don't see him sticking around. I see him more of as a journeyman player type thing. Fair. Solid journeyman player. Like, in all, I mean, in Brooklyn, he's better than DeAndre Jordan. He was the best center on that team. Yeah. And, you know, they lost when with the with that trade, you know, I think they lost a lot of their swagger, their their heart almost. Yeah. I feel like Jared Allen, you know, Karis LeVert, they've been – those are two guys that have been around for years. Yeah. I mean, they were part of that whole D'Lo, like, seven-seed team where they just started doing, like, the woo dance on the sidelines, yeah, yeah, <laughs> kicking yeah. their feet everywhere. <laughs> I mean, they had the Jared Dudley beef with Ben Simmons. Like, the, like this team was iconic for a seven-seed. Yeah, classic. And then – even with that, you know, they're getting a guy back, you know, they're getting an eight-time All-Star. Um, the guy's never been to the final. Uh, he went to the finals. Well, in OKC, if you even count that. Um, you're getting a guy back that it. wants to win. I you think I'll count it, yeah. Yeah, we'll count that. But you're getting a guy in Harden that wants to win right now. And they obviously have the pieces if Kyrie, you know – Gets it together. If he shows up to work, if he clocks into his nine to five, <laughs> should be okay. I, I think they're they're definitely the team to beat in the East right now. I saw this picture. It was like 
yeah, uh, you're not going to get those vacation time off uh, those days. Me, <laughs> just a picture of Kyrie. <laughs> Classic. I saw this. I saw this other one too. It was um, it's uh, Coach Nash looking at Kyrie after he said why he's not playing. And it's LeBron when he was on the Cavs looking down at Kyrie, and Kyrie's just got this, like, I don't care look. <laughs> Dude, LeBron, when he gets ticked off, it is the funniest thing because people don't defy him. Did you see the video with Dan Lillard? Isn't that our ball? Which one? The, isn't that our ball? Oh, yeah. Isn't that our ball? That's our ball. That's our ball. <laughs> hey, he's passionate. At least he's passionate about the game. Yeah. You know, you're talking to the greatest of all time in LeBron. Oh, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> Michael, Michael. We can talk all night, but LeBron's the greatest of it. So. It might have to be the next episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait for the next episode. I'll, I'll give credit. He is the best player of the from, like, 2005 on to now. Okay. That's been in the league. I could say he's, he's caused more trouble, him and Kobe. Probably the two most uh, like um, it caused the most trouble for other teams. Uh, so to to go further on this uh, Harden trade though, so now we also have Oladipo who is in Houston, but he doesn't want to be there. That's going to be short lived. You think so? I do. You think he's going to get his way? I think he's going to get his way. I think he's going to get his way out of there, and. Don't quote me on this, but I believe he's heading to Boston. That's a that's a hot take right there. I believe that Victor Oladipo will be traded maybe in a few two weeks, two to three weeks. I think I believe he's gonna head to Boston. He's their missing championship piece. He's their missing championship piece that can compete with Brooklyn, I believe. Take Not the them. Compete with them. Do you think right now Brooklyn's a better team than Boston? Hands down. What? Hands down. If, if Kemba's playing, if Kemba's playing, do yep. you think? No, hands down. Dude, where where's the bench on Brooklyn? Joe Harris is starting. There's no Karis LeVert carrying the offense on the bench. I See, I realize that too. <laughs> I mean, you're, you have no bench. Spencer Dinwiddie's out for the season. You have – who do you got? You have DeAndre, Joe. DeAndre's starting. Uh, starts. Joe starts. Got Gabe Vincent. No, no, he's not on the Nets. Never mind. TMC. TMC. T- Tim. Uh, oh. Whatever that the guy's name. Yeah. Is. Yeah. TLC TMC. I forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> the Living I mean, Channel. That, that's that's the thing. That's the risk. That's kind of like – it's like a dice roll. They're going to turn into the Denver Broncos where they're going to have to have a coach sub in for quarterback. Yeah. They're going to have somebody sub in at, like, six man. Yeah. <laughs> coach and Ash coming in. I'm telling you, though, <laughs> Brooklyn is a scary team right now. They're better than Boston. They're better than Milwaukee. No questions asked. Yeah, I don't have faith in Milwaukee ever. I don't either. Like, Yanni, I love him. But I think the issue with him is, like, he – I mean, he has so much strength that he does does not have, like, any wrist mobility that he used to when he was a rookie. He actually shot, like, 
some crazy like 49, 50% from three his rookie year. And he had a much different form where he tucked his elbow in. And then his sophomore year, like his trainer, he got a new trainer and changed it. Ever since then, it's plummeted. Yeah. So I think uh, if he start, stop shooting it like a like with his elbows kicked out. Yeah. But I don't see I it happening. I also think, uh, you know, obviously much love to him. You know, he's a Hellas native. <laughs> he's one of us. He's, yeah. Uh, but I believe he's not going to win with the team he has or that organization. Now, if the Bogdanovich trade goes through, do you think they contend? I think so. They contend, but they're not there. Yeah, they're not beating. They're not beating LeBron in the finals, but I do think they make it there. I I don't. Really, Brooklyn is the team to beat in the East. There's no questions about it. You got three superstars. Well, two and a half right now because Kyrie. But <laughs> you know, you have three superstars right now that are hungry for a championship, and they yeah. want to win. And you know, they want to win now. They just got Harden. They are pumped about getting him. That accusation, that accusation was huge for that roster, for that morale. Although I do think Steve Nash is going to have trouble coaching and controlling because me and you, we both know that those aren't the easiest guys to deal with. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie, he's always been saying, oh, yeah, I want to win right now ever since the first year in Boston. And he hasn't won at all. Good riddance to him. It's such a shame because the first year he was in Boston, like before the injury, he was balling out every single night was a crossover highlight. Like I would just watch those clips for like days. Like I I would watch the game live. I would study it. And then like the next day I would go to school and like play pickup or intramurals. And like I was testing that stuff out because like it was like I felt blessed to just like be the only Celtics fan because everybody I know is a Lakers fan that I'm friends with. So like it's basically like I found a gem. And was just, it was like a new book for me. <laughs> and I, I mean, I honestly agree because, I mean, you're not the only one that was pumped when Kyrie got dealt to Boston originally. Me and you, I, all, all the Boston faithful were going crazy. I remember the day. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you promise things, you know, to the Celtics crowd – And then you act like the way you act. You have that interview with Madison Square where you said, I don't owe anybody, you know. They got two max spots, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't don't think, I don't think he's the player that everyone thinks he is. Yeah. I think LeBron is like, LeBron is like the KG to Rondo where like back in, like no one can tell anybody Kyrie anything unless they like, intimidate him in some way I don't know how but like KG used to like ever since that one year with Rondo like Rondo's been off the loose like and then look at him now the only time he ever won again was with LeBron like LeBron like knows how to treat these characters and see with that I also think too I look at Kyrie as a caged animal and LeBron you know he he watches over them. He, he tames them type thing. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. You you, when you, and then when LeBron goes away, the beast comes out. Yeah, it's like, oh, finally I can, like, let loose. <laughs> exactly. The, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to do this. No. I'm not showing up. Burning say it's it's <laughs> it's different. Imagine if he had done that with fans in the stadium. He would have been either attacked, <laughs> he would have been boot. First of all, I will say <laughs> coward move, of course, we all know not showing up to the game. <laughs> but I think when that Boston Faithful crowd gets to see him for the first time, whether that's hopefully, God willing, maybe in the playoffs if we have fans, or next year, he's going to be booed out of his mind. Yeah. Because was it last year? He never played. He, like, skipped both visits here, right? He skipped both visits, correct. Wow. He uh, he cannot, can't face his uh, fears, that's for sure. Um, so, also in this trade, uh, Lavert went to Indiana. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> so as a kid, I was raised in Indiana for 10 years. I'm from there. Oh, wow. I, I love, I love the deal. I think Vic Oladipo, and you, you saw it too, he was getting a problem in Indiana. We've heard all those reports. We've heard everything. I think Karis LeVert is going to bring a different vibe to that team. I think him and Brogdon in the backcourt – is going to be a tremendous duo. Malcolm Brogdon, quote me on this, Malcolm Brogdon right now is a top 10 point guard in the NBA. And he is the most underrated point guard and player for that matter, one of the most underrated players in the NBA. And I think that duo is going to make a lot of noise, especially with Savonis in the front court and Turner. You know what I literally just thought of? Let me hear it. I think they're the new grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies. Of like the late 2000s and 2010s. Because you got Brogdon, who you said like top 10 point guard, most underrated. He's putting up like 24 and 10 or something. Crazy numbers, yeah. Yeah, and he had like decent numbers last year too, like 19 and 6 or something. Um, And now you have Sabonis, who's like a great post player, gets 20 and 10. um, And that would be your like Zach Randolph. And then Miles Turner, who – has the offensive capabilities, but he only kind of gets used for his defensive purposes more. So that's like Marcus All in the later years. And Lavert would probably be like Rudy Gay if he worked out. Yeah. <laughs> and then do they have a Tony Allen yet? I don't know. Do they have a Tony Allen? They don't necessarily have that defensive threat right now. I know they have I, – I do like – I don't know if he starts. I, I believe he comes off the bench, but Justin Holiday, yeah, is a very good player. Um, Edmund Sumner, I, I do like him. I do like him. Um, he he doesn't get a lot of minutes, but I saw him play in person, and oh. if, he, if he got a shot, I believe that he has an opportunity to find a spot on, on a, that Pacers team. Well, he he actually, if you want to jump into it, since we're talking about the Pacers. He had a couple of weird shots against the Warriors this week. <laughs> he um, so he he was on a fast break twice and like he double clutched for these layups and like two people it was like Draymond and one other guy that came after him to block it and like he just tossed it up like really quick. It's like when you're playing against like really short guys and they don't want to get blocked 
and they just toss it up. Imagine this guy, Sumner, doing it while like 10 feet in the air <laughs> and tossing it high off the backboard. And then he like falls on top of Draymond and like the announcer's like, oh my God, how did that go in? How is he not dead? Like, <laughs> I, I did, I did see that highlight actually. Oh, highlight, we should say Shaq in the full light. Um, I mean, I really have no words for that. That's, you know, you're a professional. You make, you probably makes about what, three to five mil minimum. You got, you got to, you know. Yeah, you gotta make a bucket whenever you can. Exactly. At least he's showing a little pizzazz, though. He's making things a little more interesting. I love it. Yeah, it's just I would hate to be a Warriors fan if that was me in like a conference playoff game or something. Oh, I'd be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it really matters. What's his first name? Edmund. Edmund. Okay. Edmund Sumner. It's like it's like too many consonants next to each other. Like Edmund yeah. Sumner. <laughs> And, like, I think I have a tough time saying my last name. It's 12 letters. How do you pronounce your last name? Mutsopoulos. Mutsopoulos. That's yeah. it. It's like Greek. Yeah. <laughs> Bebis. <laughs> nice and easy. Five letters. See, it's, like, that's so much easier. Like, I always get, like, is it Monstopolis? Is it yeah. stop? It's No, it's not a stop sign. And then I've also heard Metropolis. No. It's much better. Metropolis. But, like... TS, it's not that hard to screw up. Like, oops. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like sometimes people, they, they, they fumble it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I've heard everything. I've heard all the jokes, all the, I'm sure you have too. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> substitutes. Uh, oh, it's substitutes. So it'll just be like George M. And I'm like, here. <laughs> like, don't even try it. Like, M right here. <laughs> Does anybody call you like babies or anything like that? Uh, I, I my nickname throughout high school was babies from one kid. I know one kid that called me babies four years in a row. Um, <laughs> I hear babies. I hear boobas. Everything, everything, you can, everything you can imagine. Oh God! I've heard Monopoly back in middle school. <laughs> uh, let's see what else did I hear. Uh, this was a good one. It was on my uh, travel baseball team back in middle school. Uh, Monsteropolis. I like that, that one. That's a good one. <laughs> George Monsteropolis. Yeah. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah. You know, also, somebody who has a similar ending to our last names but isn't Greek, uh, Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is he, is he from, like, Ukraine or something? I forget where he's from. But he was blown up. I believe – I think no, he's not from Latvia. I know he's he's the son actually of um, I pro- I can't really pronounce his name. I believe is Art Ar- Artemis Sabonis. Yeah, tremendous player back in the day for Portland. But yeah, Sabonis is Lithuanian. Lithuanian, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, so he's I- a ball brother. Exactly, he's one of those four. Wait, no, dude, he's the fifth one because oh, you got. You got Lamelo, you got Leangelo, you got Lonzo, you got uh, Ledamanis, and then you got uh, yeah. Ball. <laughs> hey, that's a starting lineup right there. There, that's probably good enough to beat Toronto right now, dude. Honestly, last play of the game, fate of the world on the universe. 
I'm taking Ladicky Ball. <laughs> I am too, man. Letter fire. Letter fire is my thing. You know, he probably <laughs> you'd make that last shot. Pascal Siakam just couldn't do it. Spin moves just not working this hundredth time. Yeah. <laughs> if I it's not, if, it's not spin move season yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. Uh, it's not football. Uh, Oklahoma drill. Yeah. It's not yeah. that easy. <laughs> but if I, if I don't have a dicky ball taking it, I think the second person with the fate of the universe on the line, I'm taking Igadala. <laughs> oh my god! I, I don't know. About <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a Jordan guy, but <laughs> I would have given it to Clay. Hey, Clay, Clay, what up, Clay? <laughs> Clay, dude. During the during the beginning of the game, they're like Warriors announcers. They like they have the camera pan in on them. They're like, yeah. "Hey, what's up, Clay?" Yeah. As if he can hear them in like normal conversation. But this dude just has like the most straight face, and he's just like. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I wish I wish the the <laughs> listeners out there could see your face because that was so accurate. That dude, was I had so I had like the straight face. I was like Squidward's house. Like, yep. dude, it's he doesn't have a mic. He has a mask on. Like, no one can see yeah. his facial expression. Closed. He's just looking off into the stands onto the yeah. ads that are on the seats. Yeah. Not even looking at the game. But no, I, I you know I do feel for Clay. Um, Sadly, I think that that Warriors team's coming to an end. Yeah. If that makes sense. Even if they made it this year, like I just I wanted to see them go because they're like a juggernaut, but I don't see them going with like no bench because I don't know about Wiggins and Ubre. They're kind of journeyman. Yeah. Wiggins is definitely on his way to being one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, he was again, I mean People look at him. I think I don't think he was a success as a number one pick. No, I really don't. I think a lot of people had high hopes for him. Who else? What was it? Wiggins then Ingram that year? No, I don't think Ingram was that year. I know, like the same season, wasn't it? Like Wiggins and Levine both went to the T Wolves as rookies. I believe so. Because like Levine was like the fourteenth or seventeenth pick. All I know is that Minnesota definitely made a mistake with that number one pick. And, I mean, I look on the table. I'm looking right now. You know, I would have taken Joel Embiid. I mean, obviously you have Cat, but imagine those two. Yeah. Powerhouse. I'm taking Aaron Gordon. I'm even taking Marcus Smart or Julius Randle. Yeah. I mean, they, they've all panned out to be really good players. Yeah. I mean, if you see, uh, like, for example, Wiggins, he's, he's he produced a few seasons, like, above 20 points per game. But I think what the problem is now in the NBA is that I feel like 20 points is the new 10 points per game because they're 10 – I forget what it was. I was listening to Bill Simmons, but they said, like, 10 years ago it was – only 19 players average 20 or more. Now it's 39 yeah. players. It's like, yeah. that's insane. I agree. I agree with you. And, you know, we label Andrew Wiggins as a journeyman. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The kid has talent. 
the kid definitely has talent. He's, he can score. He can score. He's a better scorer than Ubre. Yeah. Better scorer than Draymond. Yeah. But he's not doing it. That's the bottom line. And if, if you don't, if you can't produce, you can't produce. Yeah. I mean, he would always have these like mental lapses during games where he, uh, like he just wouldn't be paying attention. And it was kind of like an auto porter on Shaq in a fool moment where he would like forget where his guy went back door. And he's just like still looking at the ground. That like, is probably watching. the best Shaq in the fool I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a major throwback. Like when yeah. he was a rookie on the Wizards. Yeah. What about the Wizards, man? <sighs> Wizards. Like uh, our friend Tom, who was on the last episode, you know, Tom, Josh. Fourth. He's the biggest Russell Westbrook fan, and it's just hilarious because uh, every once in a like every once in a while, as in once a day, we like to um, like remind him that Westbrook is doing terrible and that yeah. the Wizards suck. So, <laughs> and shout out Tom, I love him, tree, tree native, tree. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that Bradley Beal runs that team and should run that team. Yeah, if he doesn't already. That guy Bryant is surprising me. The center, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, yeah, he's a solid athlete. Solid athlete. Good, good, good kid. Yeah, around player. Not the not the most skilled, but he's definitely getting like thirteen and ten off of just like putting in the effort. Yeah, definitely. That's you know that's also Lamelo Ball numbers right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lamelo does that in his sleep though. You know, yeah, that's that, that, that's, that's just a game of twenty one, dude. Come yeah, on. twenty one is a part. 13 shots to get up to 21, then the 1v1 to win the game. Yeah. Don't you get it? Come on. Yeah. Ice, ice in his veins in the back. In, in the back of their house. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> he hit that three over Lonzo a few games ago, right? No, he, he outplayed Lonzo. Yeah. And about, you know, the two brothers going at it, we really saw, I believe, Lamelo emerge as the best ball brother that night. I mean, not even, excuse me, not even that night, I believe in general. Um, I don't even think Lonzo's a close second. Um, obviously, Jello still hasn't found a shot. I believe, you know, if he gets a shot maybe in the G League, but he went undrafted. Hopefully, but. I don't I, know. He couldn't even catch a shot with the Pistons, the worst team in the league. <laughs> that was, that was, I felt, I, I felt for him. I believe that he. Deserve to get at least at least five minutes. Yeah, at least five minutes. I mean, are you really like betting on Jeremy Grant to be your next like Demar Derozan? Like, you need to calm down, <laughs> please. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Grant again, another journeyman, solid player, but he's a player that oh, I need type guy. He's a player that if no one else is available. Oh, Jeremy Grant. You never hear people really rave about Jeremy Grant. Was he – did he go to Wichita State on That's that the, undefeated team? Yep. Or was that, that the same year as Ron Baker? Ron Baker, that name's ringing a bell. He's a – he played for the Knicks for a while. Yeah. Oh, am I thinking of Jerrian Grant? Uh, J-E-R-I-A-N Grant. Oh, the guard. Yeah, because I know that they were drafted like a year out of each other. But yeah. all right, so Jerrion went to Notre Dame. So I think Jeremy did go to Wichita State for the undefeated team. But I think he's got this. Uh, this is just a far fetched thing to say, but uh, he went to. 
Yeah. Oh no, he went to Syracuse. Excuse me. All right. Never mind. I was gonna say just because he went to um, undefeated in a terrible, uh, hey. like terrible schedule for Wichita. You know. That you, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I was gonna say like, oh, he thinks he's hot stuff, but he doesn't. Uh, he can't because he didn't yeah. go. But the the whole thing with him, he was like, I don't understand why he's demanding so much because he gets all this credit for being a great defender, but their Nuggets defense was terrible last year. And it still is the exact same now. So it's not like it's any better or worse. I agree with you. I, I really do. Um, about Grant in general, I think he doesn't provide a lot on the defensive end. He gives length, he gives size, and that's about it. I think the I IQ is hope. lacking. Yeah, yeah. And then I also agree with you about Denver. Um, I actually tuned in last night, even though, you know, they got the win. Um, their defense didn't look as good as it should be for a team that's one of the top in the Western Conference. Yeah. the Because uh, I was watching their game against the Nets before they traded Jared Allen uh, and everybody. I mean – Look, I don't get how Jokic does it because he's got he's got that same like Lamelo Ball wrist where it just like mm-hmm. somehow cuffs in his wrist, and like it, his hands are just so soft. And I don't understand how he has like this guy is like running on his heels, which is one terrible for you, and two the most uncoordinated thing to ever do. Like he can barely huff and puff up and down the court, and he's schooling people in the posts and on the three point line. I, I don't I don't see how they don't make it to a finals, but I don't know if they're going to win it. And Jokic is the guy that if you didn't know him at the park, you'd pick last. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd come out and kill you. And that's the thing. I mean, I, me and you right now can both agree that Jokic is the best center in the NBA. Yeah. Cause he gives consistent effort. So I'll have to give it to him over and beat. And you know I'm a big guy. I'm a big fan of Embiid, but I, I Jokic right now is probably the better option. Because he, I mean, he's got he's a clutch player too. He's proven yeah. that so many game winners this year and last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I can think of more Jokic game. I can't think of one Embiid game winner. Yeah, I mean, there might have been some like local games, but like obviously, yeah. nothing that really truly matters. Yeah. I mean, to come down from 3-1 twice and to almost, like, give it six – how many games did they go with LeBron? Was it four or five? They went five with LeBron. Five? Okay. But they, they tried to pull it back after that one win at the end. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, still, two games, 3-1, that's never been done in history. So Yeah. And, I mean, that was the, that was the Lakers' year. There was no, no – Yeah. Like, no one had Davis's number. No one was stopping him. Uh, in terms of the Nets and Nuggets, I was watching their game, though, where they had the City Edition jerseys. Yep. Dude, the Nuggets jerseys, they look like they're the Utah, um, like, top graphical map jerseys from, like, the couple <laughs> past years. It looks the exact same. I know what you're saying, man. I, I truly do. I truly do. I truly do, you know. I think right now the NBA is getting a little – Definitely a little, try and think of the word, a little funky, a little crazy now on what jerseys they 
decide to wear, honestly. Um, even I know people that don't like the, the new Celtics jerseys. Yeah. Those are like, they're okay. Yeah. I, I see where they were going with it, but like this team hasn't earned anything. So to kind of talk about like the banners, like, yeah, it would have been better coming off of a chip, but like now it's like you haven't won anything with any player. And the thing is with that too, I mean, the jerseys are better than their bench right now. <laughs> so, I mean, there's no, I have no faith in them right now. I don't think, I don't think they're better than Brooklyn. Excuse me. They are not better than Brooklyn. Oh, you're crossing the line. <laughs> they are not better than Milwaukee. I don't know. Milwaukee's got no, like, they got no mental or no heart, in my opinion. They're not better than Philly. Philly is garbage. Not better than Philly. What? And you could argue they're not better than the Pacers. Or right there with Indiana. Indiana has not proven anything. I've... <laughs> Indiana play and now with the addition of Karras I mean if you don't want to respect Indiana that's fine hey look I like them but they're always if the fourth and fifth seed either, that's fine but I'm I telling you right now that Philly and Indiana are going to come to play and unfortunately for us Boston natives it's going to take a toll on us look I think Kemba has a lot of issues can't defend even though he tries very hard uh he can't close out a game couldn't even close out the all-star game last year when no one pressured him at all uh but i don't see look if they give the ball like if they actually toughen up tatum and brown then i think that they're even if tatum and brown aren't disciplined you still see them beat the pacers the past two years or like one or two years in the playoffs they swept vic oladipo and the Pacers, and Sabonis. But, I don't know. Like, I always hear all this talk, like, oh, yeah, you know, they're such a hardworking team. And you know what? They probably are. Because that's what the Celtics were, like, seven years ago, with like, before Isaiah and all that, or even with him. But, like, I don't see a closer. I don't see, like, somebody who can produce offensively consistently. Like, Malcolm Brogdon, do I think, has any go-to moves? No. That's the problem with Giannis. Giannis doesn't have go-to moves. He just puts his shoulder down, expects a call. That's bad. Like, Harden has his go-to moves and then just kind of gets afraid of the moment. But, like, Michael Jordan always had the fadeaway or he had so – like, he had something. Uh, Tatum has his sidestep. That's a go-to move that I like. I don't see that with anybody on Indy. I mean, I, I do agree with you. I think right now they kind of lack a – go-to guy necessarily a guy a guy that is truly a number one on that team um and by number one I mean number one option I mean number one leader I mean number one voice in the locker room just everything they don't have that presence they're kind of they're kind of like the high school JV team yeah not talent wise but emotionally they're not there yet they're yep. still young but i think in terms of what you're saying about you know like tatum and all that i don't i don't really see that i i really don't i i agree with you on yanni i think that's a it's a terrible obviously thing to do 
just to put your head down. We, we've learned that as four-year-olds not to do that. Um, I believe that, you know, you say James Harden's afraid of the moment, but he really hasn't gotten one, I believe. We'll, we'll see. Well, now. game seven against the Warriors a couple of years ago. And game seven against the Spurs in the Eastern uh, the semi conference. So he's had his couple moments, and I yeah, Chris Paul was injured. But like, look, if if you're Harden, you know, if you're MVP and four time runner up MVP, I don't know, you got to walk the talk. I mean, we can argue that, but he scored forty points in both both games. Yeah, he scored, but this is like forty points. But what does it equate to? Like, yeah, like you did all this work, but if you didn't put your name on it on the SATs, does it really matter? Like, <laughs> I hear you, Kyle. <laughs> but listen, we saw who they guess what by the they went to game seven with the Warriors in the conference championship. Yeah, was that the year they had KD? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because they had because Chris Paul was on the Rockets too, and that was the game that he got injured. I remember that. Yeah. For the record, let's set this straight right now. <laughs> I don't respect Kevin Durant in the least. Oh, neither do I. <laughs> he's the – don't get me wrong. He's the best player in the league right now. He is the best player in the league, but I don't respect him at all for what he's done. I think I he's the best, best player in terms of, like, talent-wise. But, like, yeah. even – he still doesn't even have that, like, mental – like, he doesn't have the mental strength to, like, be by himself, like – I'm not saying he should have stayed with Russell if he hated him that much, but, like, go to your own team. I wouldn't dare go to the Warriors. And here's my thing on that, too. Now we're looking back again. Now <laughs> look what he has. He has a better – arguably a better team in Brooklyn than he had in Golden State. Yeah, if you think about it. Uh, wait. He All right, he thinks he has a better team, but I don't think it's true because they're, the chemistry is not there and the, the defense isn't there and the bench isn't there. Like, Warriors had so many pieces, uh, like, over the years. Uh, they had Livingston. They had Iguodala. They had, um, they had uh, like, most – I think most Spates was before. But um, David West, um, like, Barbosa, like, that was also before, too. But, like, they had all these guys that knew how to buy in. Like, I don't know much about Joe Harris other than he's a sniper. Do I know he's not going to cause any problems? I don't know. Well, I mean, he just got paid. Yeah, and he also got a new tat too. Oh, where? Uh, I think <laughs> his arm. But Dude, he's I mean, spending that VC. You know he's gonna, you know he's gonna start <laughs> yeah. requesting the ball more now. <laughs> he's, da- he's down in his VC. He needs to make up for it now. But I'd give him the ball, man. I'd give him the ball. But I don't know. Kyrie might not give him the ball. Kyrie might take the ball home. <laughs> Literally. Well, that's if he should. Again, if we ever see Kyrie again. He'll come once and just never come back. He's hogging exactly. the ball. <laughs> but that Brooklyn team is the best team in the East. Um, I believe. And going back to Indiana, I also believe that, you know, you say Karis LeVert doesn't really have a go-to move. You say Sabonis doesn't really have a go-to move. I wouldn't say Tatum has a go-to move. A sidestep? What? Doesn't, doesn't, it usually does, it, it doesn't go in? Money. What are you talking about? It doesn't go in. Nope. I'm not, I'm not the, giving it to him. I love the guy. I love the guy, but I'm not giving it to him. I think, 
all right, let me, I articulated this in the first podcast with uh, Declan, but I'll say this again. So I think he has the go-to move, but he's not like mentally all the way there yet. Cause I think he gets a little bit cocky in the sense that he thinks he deserves every call, but he doesn't know that he should drive as much as he should. And then he just thinks he, like he should get the N one call for the jumper. Like he's hardened. And when he's forcing a jumper from like 30 feet out or whatever for three, it's like, you're not going to get it because it's too obvious. So he needs to understand that like his game has to be a balance of different shots. I mean, I agree. Right. I, I hear you out. I hear you out. Um, I think he is a number one option. I think he's ready, but I do think he needs help. And, you know, we, we say, you know, oh, the Celtics have JB, they got JT, they have, you know, they have Kemba, they have Tristan. Thompson. Yeah. But these guys, these Don't guys. Chloe. Of course, <laughs> like Chloe. <laughs> and we got the, you know, we got Kanye in the team now. It should be getting some good things <laughs> <Yeah. coming. laughs> I will say that. Swagger helps, you know, LaMelo. Maybe we'll get some LaMelo jeans coming from Tristan. I... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have some swagger in the locker room now. Let's go. Like Nick Young wearing the Yeezy, the high top Yeezys <laughs> back on the Lakers. <laughs> ultimate Gilbert Arenas. Hey, Nick, Young was a dog. Nick Young was a dog. He was a dog, but that was an ultimate Gilbert Arenas move wearing like Dolce and Cabana shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I don't, he, this guy wore like desi- other designer shoes. Like, I don't know. But yeah. like that, that type of like reckless swagger, I love it. Yeah. Especially I, for I, a I rebounder, do. you never I, see. I tip my hat to those people. I do. <laughs> but. To say that the Celtics are there, they have, first of all, I'll say this. I don't think Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, I don't believe they're the hype. I believe Danny Ainge made a mistake yesterday by not dealing them to Houston. I believe if the Celtics picked up Harden, hear me out. Because I read I read the trade. It was the uh, Houston wanted – uh, Jalen Brown and they wanted Marcus Smart and picks and like two, three first round picks for Harden. That's an MVP. That's an eight time All Star. That's an MVP. That's a guy that's never won you a chip. That's a guy that's never won a championship before. You know how hungry he is to taste the banner. He's gonna be. It blows my mind. Blows my mind that Danny Ainge. Had the temerity to trick us Boston faithful who've been dying for a championship, waiting 13 years, hearing the same commercial, Banner 18, Road to Banner 18. Well, we've never seen it. We've never seen it. So, Danny Ainge, you need to wake up, I believe. Wake up. I think it's ridiculous. PSA, wake up. Dumb. JB and Marcus Smart should be on a plane ride right now to Houston. That's what I believe. Uh, the only plane ride Marcus Smart is going to is to Can. Okay, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. All right, watch whoa. yourself. Watch yourself. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> now we're saying he's a Hall of Famer. Well, that's the only reason why I tolerate these new City Edition uniforms is because it shows his like the Celtics banner. 
like how they hang it up in the rafters. So that just already shows the 36 retired. <laughs> I mean, if you think Marcus Smart should get retired, I mean, I could argue that James Posey could get retired. Hey, I met James Posey. James cool Posey, dude. I loved James Posey's a dog. Yeah, I, I, met, I met him at a Jake and Joe's. Uh, they were doing this trivia night, and uh, they had the – they might have had the Larry O'Brien trophy, too. There were so many people. And uh, they were, like, throwing out um, – you know, they did have the trophy. They did have the trophy. And um, they were throwing out these, like, Celtics like, shirts. They were all, like, huge, like, double XL. Yeah. But, like, you answer, like, one Celtics question trivia right, and he would just throw it to you from across the restaurant, and I got one. And then I shook his hand. Dude, he was, like – he was pretty cool, and he had, like, the cleanest flat top I had seen. I, dude, I love James. I remember vividly the shot against LA when the Celtics came back from a 24 point deficit and Posey hit the three in the corner, I believe to make the score 83, 82 in games game. That was four. I think game four of 2008. I feel like it was four. Yeah. I might I be wrong. Play vividly. That was one of the, the most memorable plays for me of all time. And, you know, I love that. So I, I met Danny Angel Burger King. Really? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was one in the morning. I was coming back from Maine. I went to the Maine Red Claws versus uh, Indiana game. Oh, wow. And I should have told him to his face. <laughs> I believe that he was making a mistake that, you know, enough, enough with the young guys, enough with the draft. I, I, I think he had a lousy draft this year. Can't trade those it. picks, Danny. Can't trade those picks. Can't trade those picks. It's, it's, he has a love affair with them. All those second rounders, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me. You know, sure, Pritchard's great. I love him. Yeah, I like him off the bench. He's the only guy, really. Yeah. But, you know, when you have an opportunity to get a guy like James Harden, I said Pritchard on his way. And then same goes for, you know, Aaron Neesmith. That was a terrible pick. I don't that know. was a terrible pick as of right now. <laughs> I, I can't stand him. I tri- you, and you can quote me on this. I don't like – I. he's – he lacks on the defensive end. Sure, he can shoot, but he can't really score, if that makes sense. He's not a scorer. He's not yeah. a scorer. He's just kind of a catch-and-shooter yeah. from what I've, like – heard around because i didn't watch too much of his college uh footage uh the, who was drafted like near him um there was another like scoring wing that like was drafted right after i don't know if it was tyrese maxi or um but i know uh precious achua though who's on the heat he's a big man i would have much rather taken him over neesmith i i love the chua i thought coming out he was gonna be great we're uh, where's he from? Not Kentucky, is he? I don't even know. Uh, I but I saw I've seen him. I've heard of him before. He was great. He was a good player. And the thing with him too is he's Memphis Tigers. Memphis, yeah. He's what six, six nine, six eight, six eight. Yeah, Dude, he does he not seem that, like it. <laughs> he brings that fight, you know, for a guy that's six eight. He could make a different. He could guard different positions, and then you get a guy like Neesmith, who weighs almost as much, probably as much as me. <laughs> he, he just, it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. I think it was a waste of a pick. I think you should have traded the pick yeah. for Harden again, 
but I think it's ridiculous. And I didn't like the uh, Peyton Pritchard pick at first, but you know, I do now. So I think this is the, I, I, I thought Pritchard was a, they was a wild card because they're like, Oh, you know, Danny was just as happy as you uh, was drafting Rondo as he did when he drafted Pritchard. So and like, George, I hate to interrupt you real quick, but Tyrese Maxey went 21st. Okay. We had and I, pick. All right. So we could have gotten Maxey and he falls to Philly. Like who doesn't even care like about winning, to be honest, like so many things wrong with Philly that people don't really realize. Um, but that's. Well, Doc Rivers is at the helm of that team, so. Well, I think the thing is, like, they screwed over Markel Fultz. And the reason why is not because he got injured. It's because when he was at their facilities all the time trying to train, they drained the fluid out of his shoulders when they weren't supposed to. They made a bad call in that. They were, like, they were improperly training it every single day. And then he got so imbalanced that, well, what'd you expect? Of course, he's going to have a bad free throw. And, of course, he's not going to be able to shoot a jumper. He was money at Washington, and I understand they may have not even made the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. But, like, he was a really trans, uh, transcendent player. I, I loved his style of play. Kind of had that – um, it was like a slower version of the, um, the Jelly Brothers almost. Who, who are the kids that um, – who are the guys that made Jelly? Oh, I know. The, the, the kids – His face. He's in college right now. Um, Isaiah or something like that. Yeah. One of them's Isaiah something. But he had like a slower version of their game. And it was just so controlled. And I I just think it wasn't his fault. And obviously, he's kind of doing better in uh, Orlando before the ACL injury. So, I, I don't know. I think Philly just does a bad job developing players. Like Jaleel Okafor never developed there. It all while. I mean, I'll agree with you with that. Um, but in all fairness, he wasn't a good pick. Markel? Markel Fultz was not a good first pick. Do you think they should have taken Tatum? Him? Huh? Do you think they should have taken Tatum? There's no questions about it. Why not Lonzo? Come on. I will. I mean, come on, Lonzo. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't get, you know, you trade the pick. I mean, the Celtics had the number one pick, and then you tra- you trade it to Philly, and then Philly has number one, and they go with him. I think that was a stupid move. I do. Markel, so, a franchise player. I think Orlando made a mistake signing him to that much money. Yeah, that was that was a bit uh, jumping the gun. <laughs> I mean, me and you can be out there making that. I could be making more. Watch out, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both could be making more right now. Oh yeah, trust these me. guys can't take us. Nah, nah. <laughs> They don't want to see us on the on the NBC court, dude. They don't. Scal going to be praising us. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the the Philly or not Philly, sorry, Danny Ainge. I mean, for one person to be stupid, the other person has to be smart. And so Danny was smart in that situation. I think he's got this thing with the drafts, kind of like Bill Belichick, where it's like they're very hit or miss, and they either like land like jackpots or complete busts and like we've seen that with Nikhil Harry like no hope at all for him at this point uh same thing with like Carson Edwards like we thought he was going to be good Romeo Langford broken wrist I can't stand Rome there's some guys on that Celtic bench I don't get why they still have a job I like Langford he like he gets these weird offensive rebounds but obviously he's unproven (laughs) 
get him out of here. Get Langford out of here. Get Semi Ojale out of here. Yeah, Ojale, get him off. Get Semi Cohen off the team. <laughs> I will say one thing about Ojale that I respect. And I know you're a big Marcus Smart guy, so you better listen. <laughs> if give Semi Ojale offense, he's a Marcus Smart. When you mean give him offense, do you mean like make him better, like with his own talent, or give him the opportunity for offense? Oh, oh own talent, own talent. He's had his opportunities. Because what well, here's the thing that I've always like. It's weird because in college he kind of played like a like a Jay Crowder, but better. Yeah. So like he actually able was able to dribble the ball and stuff. And I love um, I love Jay Crowder. Yeah, like and. When I'm talking about Jay Crowder, I'm talking about, like, Jay when he was on the Celtics, not now where he's just spotting up. Yep. Like, Jay actually kind of took it to the rack. and But now um, – so I saw Semi in college, and I was super hyped because this guy took it to the rack, dunked on people, shot threes well. And then he comes here first year. He always, like, would hit his corner threes, played solid defense, even on Yanni. But then, like, that was the only – like, the next year he bricked all of his threes, predictable to not move from the corner. And that was the Kyrie year where everything fell apart. And then last year, just like he would just force a three. It's like put the ball down, take two dribbles, and shoot a floater to the rack. I don't get what's so difficult about that. So I don't know if Brad's telling him not to. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, he's known for his corner. That, that's what he does. That's all he does, I think. You know, what is he, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, 6'8", I think. I mean, he could easily, you know, take a few dribbles in, pull up for mid-range. He could he could come off a few picks even yeah. for mid-range. I don't think that he's – and I, I don't know why he still has a job. I don't know. I don't think he's – I mean, sure, he could play defense, but so can Tristan Thompson. Yeah. So can Tice. I like Tice. Tice is great. Tice is good, yeah. But, I mean, Ojale – or Grant, I don't know why Grant Williams has. I I think Grant Williams is, he's a Jared Sellinger. No, nah, I think he's more of like a poor man's Draymond. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very poor man's Draymond. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's the you know, he he's like, he's got the he thinks he has the IQ, but like sometimes it's there, most of the time it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the issue with him, you know. He's a good face in the locker room, but other than that, he's. I mean, he showed up though at uh, the end of that Raptors series. He did. Yeah. He did. Almost blew it, but yeah, he didn't make up yeah. for it though. Defended well. Yeah. Oh, that Raptors series, man! That was the roller coaster. That was the biggest BS ever because game three, where they uh, they lobbed it into um, OG and Anobi, I think that hit the shot. All right, they told Taco to back up. And you can't tell a guy to back up off of an inbound. There's no specific limit. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, it's such a high IQ play by Kyle Lowry. No, that's ricking from the officials. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, I hear you while um, obviously the call didn't go our way. But even regardless, that that can't happen. That can't happen. And I think, you yeah. know, we think every year that the Celtics are going to land a big free agent. We're going to land this, you know, the team's going to look different next year. Yeah. Then change two guys around. You get rid of Canner, you get Thompson. Uh, that's the only big acquisition. Jeff Teague, come on. I love Jeff Teague. <laughs> I do like him. But 
I mean, they really should have gone after Schroeder. Yeah, he's the better former Atlanta Hawks guy. Like he used to give us head cases all the time. I, I like I like Schroeder. I do. Um, do I think he gets more praise than he should? Yeah, but I mean, you could argue he's a poor man, Pat Beverly. But he scores more. He scores more. He does. He's a better offensive player. And his defense is as Pat Beverly. Yeah. And he's definitely a fighter. He's got it mentally. I'll, I'll trust him. Oh, me too. Me yeah. too. Dude, he used to go at it with Isaiah Thomas. Like, he, like, he would not shy down. That first year that Isaiah was an all-star, like, the reason why we lost that series was because of Schroeder. Schroeder yeah. uh, had his number. And I wish Isaiah never got traded either. I think he was a – he was a great player for the Celtics. And unfortunately, you know, we got cocky and thought the, there was greener on the other side. But yeah, Kyrie's so, not the answer. Yeah, Kyrie thinks it's greener on another planet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we kind of got off really off topic from the Nets and Nuggets game. Yep. But the last uh, set of notes that I have um, from that is that the announcer called Jeff Green by his Instagram name, like Uncle Jeff Green. Uncle and that, Jeff, wait, dude, I, I, I don't want to hear it. I hate this guy so much because, Je- like, Jeff Green, yeah, he had that 17 points per game, like, season before KG and Pierce left and gave all the hope in the world. This OKC or the Seattle Supersonics pick is finally panning out. You know, we didn't need to trade for Kevin Durant or anything like that. Not not like – not as if we were going to get him, but, and then he just completely tanks and like, doesn't try the next year. And then just goes to every team, like, and has all these like meaningful, like game stretches, like, like plummets. And then has the audacity to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers and beat us in a conference championship. And then just to go blow it against the Warriors, which I think the Celtics were perfectly matched up because we, not only did we beat them that year and the year before, the Celtics to the Warriors, but Jalen Brown was out playing Kevin Durant and Curry. <laughs> so that's why I hate Jeff Green. <laughs> yeah. Let's be realistic here. He's a journeyman as well. Definitely a journeyman. He's the definition of a journeyman. Being the veteran he is on that organization, he's the oldest guy on that team, if I'm not mistaken. I believe – because I'll be honest, I've always been a fan of Jeff Green. His game is so nice. I think – I mean, he just does the right things. He does the right things, and in all honesty, you know, we forget the man at open heart surgery. Yeah. But I respect him. I respect his game. I believe people are trying to think he's the next Jared Dudley, though. I do. I think people are kind of laughing at him. You know, he's the old head on the team. I think if Jeff Green had the opportunity to really shine, he would shine. But he's never gotten that opportunity. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in terms of play style, I feel like that's where Andrew Wiggins is going to head up, head, head to. Yep. Because they both, they're both like skinny and athletic and strong and shoot the three, and then defend when they want to. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they're around the same height as well. Yeah, like 6'8". Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Jeff Green's a play. I, I wouldn't. He's not a dog. No, he's not going to go out there and score twenty-five points. He won't. Yeah. But he'll be a consistent. If he gets the minutes, he'll be a consistent six to six to ten points. Oh, that's like that's worthy of twenty mil a year. <laughs> Dude, we could be making like fifty mil at this point. We'll drop know. we'll drop like thirteen and ten each with like rebounds yeah. and assists. I gotta go back on the treadmill before that though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've been just doing like laps around my room because I don't have yep. a treadmill sometimes and I don't oh, have time yeah, to hit the I gym. That, I that. <laughs> Do the lunges around the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> desperate time called for def- desperate measures. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, heat versus Sixers. Um, so we were talking about Precious Achua. Mm-hmm. He's a really good uh, tenacity kind of guy. Yep. I think he'll be a better replacement for Derek Jones Jr. Good riddance to Derek Jones Jr. I don't think he brought anything to the table in Miami. Yeah, sure, he, he can dunk. I'll give him that. He can dunk to the Cavs come home. I don't care. But if you don't <laughs> produce during the game, you're nothing to me. And I think Precious Tachua, you know, he's a game changer. I think a lot of people I saw, you know – I saw people comparing him to a young Charles Barkley. You know, he's got the, yeah. He's got, the, he's got the same body type as Barkley. Now, maybe his shot's not there, and it's not. I'll tell you that right now. It's not. But I do believe that he has a chance to become like a Charles Barkley, that effect. Well, like Charles is the OG tub. Like, but he like actually productive. So, <laughs> uh, so I like when I think of that, I think of Zion. But I don't see it like I don't know. Precious like he's very in shape. Like there's no chunk on him. <laughs> like I thought he was like a muscular guy. I think I think he's a little heavier than we all think. I mean, I think he's got some meat, man. Let me see. No, he's kind of got that like athletic, um, like, like James Wiseman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he. Um... But I mean, if his play style is like Charles, I guess. I uh, I got a little different look on him now. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. You know, I think he. Oh, you know what? Wait, before we go any further, maybe he was just on the James Harden diet for a week and like Oh my he just, god. He just chose he just chose to, you know, hit the club, you know. I'm telling you right now, James Harden's gonna come out, man, and he's gonna be the skinniest guy on that. He's <laughs> gonna be skinnier than Kyrie, who's yeah, on that, literally, man. that uh like plant based diet. <laughs> I, he doesn't look healthy sometimes. Like no, he, he looks he had like some muscle on him in Cleveland ever since then. I don't know, it's just kind of depleted. And that's the issue with Kyrie, you know. He's just—I don't think he really takes care of his body. Well, I mean, he's burning all that sage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> might uh, might be feeling some funky with. Yeah, literally. And uh, then, just going back to Precious real quick, I believe you know he has a chance. I think Miami got a gem in him. Um, I really do. I think you know he can be a franchise player. I don't see that in Neesmith. 
so, Nathan, or whatever his name is. Yeah, so I think you're pleading a good case to what we can form like a, a new bill for. So like in SpongeBob, it's like, uh, you know, what I learned in boating school is mm-hmm. Danny, Danny Ainge can like, we can write to him. What I learned in uh, MBA school is like yeah. uh, Masters of Business is, yep. and then the page is blank. Yeah. Because yet again, we get screwed over by the Miami Heat. Somehow we get word he leaked the information that Tyler Harrow was our guy, and then Pat Riley, the the mobster, takes takes him away from us. <laughs> the uh, the the fourth man from the forgotten man from Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, yeah. Jimmy actually went down to Miami. He didn't send <laughs> he didn't send uh, Rayliata to go down. He went down and did it himself. He went by himself. Yeah. <laughs> so Jimmy got Tyler Harrow from us. Yeah, and he gets precious right after, and you know he's never drafted badly like in recent years. Um, who is the kid? Uh, he went to Brooklyn um, recently. The Tyler, not Tyler Harrell. Um, he had the kind of had like the Joe Harris hair. Um, oh, you know, not not uh, well. Kendrick Nunn's also a good pick, but they've drafted very well. You know who I'm talking about. He was like with Dragic and uh... hold on, I gotta find this because we all know his name. He was like a lefty too, I think. He kind of played like a street baller. Always wore like Jordan 13s during the game too. Um... Not Duncan Robinson. I, he he should still be on the uh, not Myers Leonard. All right, I can't think of his name. Olenek. No, not no, not Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Not Olenek. <laughs> you ever seen that movie? Yeah, dude. I, I, <laughs> when his hair was down in Boston, he was literally Jay from those movies. <laughs> That's facts, dude. Wait, so he went to Brooklyn? Yeah. So. So let me give more context. So he was really good. Like he was on those like eight seed Miami teams. And then he got an offer from Brooklyn for like four years for 50 mil. And they were like, oh, like come here. And he's like, no, nah, like I'm worth more. And then Miami didn't want to re-sign him, bounced around a little bit. And then he just signed with uh, Brooklyn. Tyler Johnson, that's his name. Okay, just, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and he signed with them. And it was like they gave him like way less than what that was back then. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, you know, I hate to say it, but his career really fell down the drain. Yeah. It really did. Um, I think he's a talented kid. I do. You know, he can shoot out of the gym. But I think for him, taking, you know, saying, rejecting the offer for money was, was a a dumb move in this part. Yeah, you have no like precedence to demand more money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and that's the mistake that he made. I just, I don't see that, and I don't see him coming back. You know, some players. Prime example: some players have their stardom and life forever. Others last a year, sometimes less. I believe that, like, guys, you know, like, Lynn Sanity, those guys, 
They're, they're one and done. They're one and done. One yeah. hit wonder. Yeah. I see guys like DeMarcus Cousins. He had his time. Now he's done. Yeah. He's washed up. I don't believe any team is really interested in signing him. I just think he's just a backup center. He doesn't even start on Houston right now. Yeah, Wood's starting over him, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a brilliant move. I love Christian Wood. No, he's a dog. Yeah. And I just don't think – I think, you know, Boogie's time is up. And I think – I think he knows it too. He does. He should know it. He yeah, should. He, he's not being, like, like, mad, like mad about it. He's just like, I'm here to play basketball. That's about it. Like, I'm not demanding. And I also think, you know, he's also – his ego got in the way a little bit. He should have stayed in Sacramento. Like, Kawhi should have stayed in Toronto. Yeah. I don't know if he should have stayed in Sacktown, though. Like, maybe not join the Warriors immediately. They loved him there. Yeah, they well, loved him because that would have been the easiest way to another chip for the next two years. And the thing is, with Sacktown, though, they loved him in Sacktown. So my thing is, you're the guy. They love you, dude. Yeah. They, I mean, he's the he's the he's the Messiah. He's yeah. their savior. And to go to a a team where he's arguably the fifth option in Golden State. It's, it just doesn't make sense to me. And ever since then, you know, I think he's been in the shadows. He's been in the shadows of Westbrook and Harden. He's been in the shadows of Wall and Harden, even though they didn't last long. Yeah. And now he's in the shadows from a 24-year-old Christian Wood. You know what I would have loved to see if it worked out with a point guard? Is that if, like, Drew Holiday, maybe it stayed, and then um, you have Boogie and Davis on the Pelicans, because he had gotten traded there. At the All Star break, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, what about that? And then his contract expired like that same year, I think, because it was only like half a year he stayed there. He had gotten injured, like, because uh, they they swept the Blazers in the first round that year. Yeah, Blazers who were like a two seed, and then so like they had promise, like no one could stop two dominant big men. But then after like I think. Uh, Boogie got injured, and then he's just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, Warriors. Now that you say it, I do think that was a huge mistake. I think really the Pelicans native, you know, got robbed. That fan base got robbed, and I mean, now of course they're trying, they're getting, they're getting blessed again. Hopefully, yeah, with Lonzo and Zoe and Zion, <laughs> but they got robbed. Yeah. They got robbed. AD was a tremendous player. He still is, you know, and if he stayed with DeMarcus, they had, they had Rondo too. Well, the thing was, do they have Rondo? So if you think about it, right, they had everyone last year was on the Lakers because Rondo is on the Lakers, AD is on the Lakers. Bogey sat with the Lakers, but then he was like injured a game into the year or something. And then they had to cut him in order to get a, a playable player. So that would have been like a cheat code in the bubble. Like if you think about it, just another big who could body. I mean, I look at cousins now and I don't see the same cousins as I did a while ago. Yeah. I'm not even talking about talent wise. I'm talking about size wise. I think he's gotten smaller. I think he's a little out of shape. I see him now. I saw, I watched him last night. He was living and dying by the three. Sure, in this NBA you can, but 
what I just said, you live and die by the three, and he it's wants to look for a big contract, it's not going to happen when he's standing outside the three-point line five times and making two out of five every time. <laughs> two things. So did uh, you ever see that picture of uh, Boogie and DeAndre Jordan uh, standing outside in the Olympics gear? Yep. And like one's like seven feet, one's six nine, <laughs> and like Boogie's supposed to be seven feet. It's like, dude, totally faking his height, like uh, Kevin Garnett. I love. Yeah. It. <laughs> and then, um, you ever see that movie with uh, Ben Affleck? It was a basketball movie that came out last year. Mm, what was it about? It was like Ben Affleck was his co- uh, basketball coach of some like Catholic high school. Um, talking about Coach Carter. No, not not Coach Carter. <laughs> but uh, there was – it's called uh, The Way Back. It came okay. out in 2020, actually. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. And he was promoting it on uh, TNT one time, NBA and TNT. That's how I saw it. But there's a scene where this, like, their only big man, all he does is shoot threes, and he bricks, like, every single one. Oh, God. And I forget the kid's name, but, like, it's just so funny how he dresses him because uh, he goes, like, all right, you're off the team, kid. Like, and he's like, "What?" He's like, "You start talking like that, you better hit one of your uh, threes at least off the backboard." <laughs> like, he's like, "Sit in the paint and shut shut up." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and I bet you know he's he probably used other you know you other choice words for the kid too. Yeah, especially in that movie because he's uh, it's a Catholic high school and like he's trying to prove himself as like a yeah. like he has a bad habit of swearing so. There's always like a pastor around to like remind them to stop. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing. I think coaches are telling Boogie, you know, they're trying to tell him, you know, stop shooting. Like, I, I don't think he listens. I, I truly don't think he listens. I think he does whatever Boogie wants. And I think he doesn't realize to himself yet that he's kind of washed up. And he is. Yeah. I mean, he'd be a great coach though. Like in terms of like a player coach to, uh, like, if you want to develop, like, a center, yeah. I think he definitely has all the post knowledge, like, because he had skill. It wasn't just, like, bodying people, like Giannis. Yeah, he did. He was very – he reminds me today – he reminds me of a Jokic today. Yeah. In a way of his post moves, in a way – I'm not saying – I mean, obviously, Jokic is one of the best passing centers, I believe, in the history of the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean, it's him and Jakeem Noah, but Jakeem wasn't, like, flashy. Yeah. No, it was a fan. Wow. Take, talk about taking a trip down memory. memory. Yeah. That's a dog right there. No, it was a player back then, dude. I, I He could have won a chip. He could have won a chip if D. Rose didn't get injured. Yeah. He's another one that his career kind of fell off. Same yeah. like, yeah, actually, all those guys on that team, besides Jimmy Buckets, who I think. Ah, Jimmy Buckets, Georgie Buckets, let's go. <laughs> You're not going to like what I'm about to say, but I think. Jimmy Buckets is overrated. I see where it's coming from, and I respect it. But Jimmy Buckets, he's the goat right now. <laughs> that playoff run is like unmatchable. Like, oh, I agree with you, man. <laughs> I, I agree with you. But that Miami Heat team was unmatchable. Not Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> Not J- Jimmy Buckets. What he was giving it his all, man. But I mean, that Heat team was. There's some secret stuff in that big face coffee. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> And in all honesty, man, like going back to Joe Kim Noah, you know, I look at that Bulls team and they're all a bunch of nobodies, really. Kirk Heinrich, dude. Kirk Heinrich, yeah. 
Him, uh, who what? We had Wall Day. Oh God, the Lakers like epitome of Lakers contracts. <laughs> oh, Timothy Mozgov too, bro. Oh, he got paid. He got paid. It's like four years, seventy-five mil, and that oh, was like nothing in the group project. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he got 96 rebounds one game on the Nuggets. Do you remember oh, that? That's, 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 right that's that is classic. <laughs> I mean, he actually balled out in the, the Cleveland um, the first time they went to the finals. He did. He was a good player in Cleveland. I liked him in Cleveland, but. Then yeah, I he's went, not worth 75 mil. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I would have, you know. Sometimes I feel like Jeannie Buss was just, like, trying to sabotage the Lakers with those contracts. I know, literally. Imagine they went from Timothy Mozgov to LeBron. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy how the league can just turn around. Yeah. Crazy what uh, <laughs> Magic's tampering can do, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. Yeah, literally. <laughs> All right. Uh... What else we got? What else we got? Talk um, about the Celtics? Want to talk about the Celtics? I'll talk about I, the Celtics. I'll talk about the Celtics. I can go all night with them. All right. Dude, Peyton Pritchard, he is like – I think he's Steve Blake 2.0. Like, same build. Ooh. Same build, same height. And, like, he's got the passion. But I think – now, I'm not just saying this because he's in Boston, but, like, I saw some of his Oregon stuff, too. Like, just – I didn't watch his game-to-game stuff, which also plays a factor. But, like, just his highlights, like, I feel like he's more in tune with the game. Steve Blake had a temper, and that's what, like, kind of screwed him over sometimes. Like, he used to fight people in practice. <laughs> which did was, he fight Kobe? He might have – yeah, he probably did try to fight Kobe. He tried to fight Gilbert Arenas. Someone punched him one time. Who punched him? Oh, that was the guy from the Knicks. That was – um. oh, my God. Like, I had some friends Kenyon? freshman year of college that used to always reference this. Not Kenyon Martin. No, it was like, it was like a wing. Um, I'm looking this up. Hold on. Chris Childs, that's the name. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. – I mean, Steve Blake's a dog. But Peyton Pritchard doesn't have the heart like Steve Blake did. I think he is more. No like, way. No like, because, look, there's one thing to have, like, heart and, like, let it get the best of you, like Pat Beverly. Then there's the, like, have the heart and then to put it to good use with, like, IQ, like Marcus Smart. See, I, I disagree, but for, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. What? Okay. I think – I think <laughs> – I mean, you say overused Pat Beverly. I think – He's the perfect example of motivation in this league. In a league full of guys that play for the money, in a league full of cocky guys, I want to be traded, I want to go here, I want to go there, a bunch of third graders, truly. Pat Beverly has been what, to two teams? Three teams? Uh, he, I mean, in terms of, like, his actual career, like, before, like, the China and, like, yep. He got he was on the Heat, got dropped, played nat- internationally, but mainly just the Rockets and then I think the Clippers. He got traded there, so it wasn't I, even like a, a signing. He's the most loyal player in the NBA. <laughs> Over Marcus, questionable. <laughs> Over Marcus, I, think it, I mean Marcus Smart's been here for six or seven years. So. 
I mean, if listen, I mean, Pat didn't have a choice though. Like he got traded unwillingly. You, Marcus Smart. <laughs> it's time to part ways. If he if he parts ways with us, I think the team falls apart. See, I disagree. I think the team gets better. I think I think we need to part ways with Brad Stevens. It depending who you get. Now let me ask you this: Yesterday, would you would have taken that trade with James Harden? No. Because here's the thing: once it's a sign and trade, I think you're ridiculous. That dude, that's that's like a year signing. So and you and knowing James Harden of all people who doesn't even like being in Houston, like he he might just jump ship halfway through the season and request another trade. And what do you get for all those three important assets? Nothing. So, like, uh, Brown, uh, smart, and, like, a good pick. Like, you're going to get nothing back if he wants to jump ship. So, why would I Why would I give that up for – why would I give up, like, a foreseeable future for, like, maybe one or two chips that are destined to happen? Destined to happen. Destined, yeah. For a, a, a possible what-if this year. I don't know. It's not a good investment. See, I mean, you're looking at a business standpoint. And I think, excuse my expression, but if you're looking at a business standpoint, that is not a way to run your organization in today's day and age. I think you send Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, you send them a damn first, first, first class seats on the plane. Get them on the first plane out of here. I say you bring James Harden in right now. Only because, George, look at this. James Harden could fly spirit, okay? <laughs> All right, as Jack Carlos said, Marcus Smart is he's a Delta trick. He ain't flying in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I, I hear you. I do hear you. I'm not letting James Harden test out his character here, as Jack also would say. <laughs> but the thing is, James Harden has no character. He just wanted out of Houston. What do you mean no character? That is his character. Dude, he's been character, in- character gets built by like toughing it out. And look, I get it. You tough. He toughed it out for eight years, and like, like some of it is his fault. Some of it's not his fault. Well, ninety percent of it is not his fault. Well, not playing defense. That's like fifty percent of his issues. So. Well, I mean, realistically, I mean, if we're talking about not playing defense, we could talk about other guys too. We could talk about the Ball brothers. I mean, well, not they're not winning chips. Though. Talk about not playing offense. But they're not winning yeah, the chips. Man 40. The man scores 40, bro. Anybody who wins You're championship no, 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 is no, no, playing no, no, no. both ways. Excuse me. If you're trying to tell me, you're 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 talking right now. You're running your mouth about James Harden <laughs> not playing. <laughs> I think that's absolutely absurd of you and hypocritical. Why? Because, why? Because Marcus Smart don't play no offense. Yes, he does. He can play defense. Nobody does not. All of, last year, all of last excuse year, he was our he was our key excuse playmaker. Me, I'm talking. He had one of the worst. He had one of the worst. Come on, Yoros. Also, offensive <laughs> percentages that I've seen in a while. He doesn't bring it. He brings it defensively. Harden brings it offensively. Aside so from the three point shot, do you favor defense over offense? Well, no, I don't favor one over the other because. Game, Basketball, just like football, is a game of balance. Defense does not win games. Balance wins games. I think the I think the 49ers from 2012 gave a bad impersonation to the media. 
because they had a killer defense, and guess what? They still lost lost in the NFC Championship to a bum Giants team. All right, and this is what ruined the media about defense winning championships, quote unquote. This is no, that's a tangent. But so this is the thing. Look, if you come to me at rookie and like up till his third year in the league, Marcus Smart, yeah, he all he did was no offense, chucked up threes. Uh, as George Costanza in Seinfeld, you know, I'm a Chucka. I didn't ever think I was a Chucka. I guess I'm a Chucka. So, but I think now, especially in the past two years, not including this season, he's done such a better job, like playmaking and playing calm down on the offensive end. And when he has the ball in his hand, um, he knows how to manipulate a pick and roll beautifully. I think he's a very above average when it comes to that. And he does know how to uh, hit the like hit the lanes for the pass. Especially, that's not what I'm saying yet. Hold on. So he knows how to get the backdoor cuts and everything for the guys that are getting open. And he does have a good floater. Do I w- do I wish he posted up more? Yes. And do I wish he took it to the rack for layups more? Yes. All right. But I do think that this is the issue with Brad Stevens is that he needs to discipline him and Tatum to stop shooting so many threes because – this was like the issue even with the Isaiah days is that it, like when they had Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart, they just think that they're like this wannabe Warriors team where, yeah, like you can, you can shoot threes. Doesn't mean you always should shoot threes. And what happens is that they're never tamed and like they're never taught to have like reasonable like scenarios to like when not to shoot, when to shoot. So Marcus, especially this year is like, peeing in the bed because he's just like shooting on every catch shot like he'll take 10 steps into a shot like sprinting and like slow down and chuck it it's terrible i'll admit it but well i'm glad you did because then if james harden came here he'd fit nice in that offense and you would know and you know that well i mean look he's not gonna play he's not gonna fit well in that defense though and we always got a killer defense look his only defensive highlight is all right, I'll, I'll, I'll list like two or three of them right now. One, he got hit in the head by Yanni with the basketball, so he pre- he prevented a pass right there. A uh, very good uh, good way to use your head. Uh, second one, he Ron Artest. Oh, yep, he got elbowed in the head again <laughs> uh, by Ron Artest. I forgot about that one. Um, or Metal World Peace. Uh, and then third one, what? His current name is Panda's friend. Panda's friend, that's right. <laughs> and then third third one is um when he uh James Harden, he oh my god, I'm losing my train of thought. There was a oh, so DeMar DeRozan when he was on the Spurs last year, he went up for a layup and then uh you know, the ref who called the whistle uh, like a, it was like a travel or something, and then even when he wasn't looking Harden like smacked the ball out of his hands. So are we just going to take his block in the biggest game of the year in game seven against uh, Louise Dort like it's nothing? Biggest game of the year? That's the first round against a bum Thunder team. <laughs> against a rookie. A rookie who they let get 30 points, like 27 in the first half. Like Lou Dort, who has no dribbling capabilities. He's like Avery Bradley 2.0 right now. Okay. Sir. Sir. I love I his defense, but he's not. he's no – He's no, I'm going to uh, get a bucket off of an ISO to the rack. I mean, he had a game. 
he had a game, and I respect him for that. And the fact is that James Harden came to play. And what we see... The first round against the rookie in a bubble with no fans. I don't care if it was versus the Chinese national team. <laughs> My God, so Jimmer, Jimmer's your MVP then. Hey, Jay, they, he is a dog. <laughs> oh my he, God. A, he deserves a shot. Until, but, I, until Isaiah kicked his butt out of there. Isaiah said it's IT time. I, I believe, I truly believe that James Harden is an answer to many teams, including the Celtics. He makes the Celtics better. You get, get rid of Smart, get rid of Brown, get rid of Ojale, get rid of Robert Williams, get rid of all of them. Get rid of Time Lord. Dude, Time Lord? <laughs> I like Time Lord because he's just a meme. <laughs> so... I saw this video where uh, he – this is where I, I really knew that the Celtics were screwed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Time Lord, he was – they were doing these, like, videos for all the Celtics players where it was like, what's your favorite holiday music, holiday film? And he goes – everyone's like, oh, um, Home Alone or whatever, like Christmas movie. He yeah. goes – he goes uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> this dude was like – blazed out of his mind i swear yeah. and he's like oh wait uh oh you meant uh christmas movies <laughs> oh uh, i don't know friday 13th still pretty good <laughs> like what is this guy on and i will also say <laughs> that taco fall should be the center of the boston start except for the boston celtics yeah what do you mean yeah so and you want to be my latex salesman. Also a Seinfeld reference. So basically, you want to be my GM. You think you could take over Danny's spot. Taco should not be – Taco has no offensive capabilities. If he takes two more than one dribble, he takes two dribbles, it's getting pickpocketed. Are you telling me right now Taco doesn't deserve a job? Not as a starter. You just said he should be a starting center on the season. He should. He should. Maybe if the C's were like 25 and 57 developed. Sir, he has the potential to be one of the best centers in the NBA. We've seen it. We've seen spurts. He's the biggest man in the NBA, dude. So was Roy Hibbert at one point, and look where that ended up. Uh, Roy Hibbert was 7-2. Yeah, and he was the biggest man in the – and then he became a trash can at one point. <laughs> I just see guys – I just see – potential in taco that i don't see in, in robert williams and those guys you know what i think when i hear potential <laughs> I, I think of that uh like when pinocchio was on the uh geico commercial when i look at this room i see, <laughs> I see untapped potential <laughs> yeah. you both, have potential <laughs> the nose hits the guy in the face oh oh dude oh I, I don't know man taco they needed to develop him, get him some actual post touches because he takes like two steps and he's to the pain. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But like, it's like he doesn't know if where he should go. And I think Brad's terrible with like true centers. He's better with like the under undersized four. Like, and I also believe Brad's not a good de- uh, develop developmental coach. I don't. Yeah, no, you're right. I think he's a good optimization coach, but I don't yep. think he's a good developing coach. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Because, like, optimize Jordan Crawford, optimize the heck out of yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Avery Bradley got a lot better uh, offensively through him. Um, 
but when I look at development, I mean, Shemi is trash. Um, Carson Edwards, they should have used him more last year. I thought he had some hope, but yep. I don't know. I, I also believe that, you know, you see guys like that. I look at, like, Trey Waters. I, I'm a fan of Trey Waters. You know, I think he can help the team. I do. You know, I think he gives minutes to guys like Ojale and stuff like that. And I know they don't play the same position, but I do believe Trey Waters deserves minutes. I do. I think he's an, I think he's a good player. He's got confidence. He does. I think he's bet. I think, I think he can compete. I think with Pritchard, I think he compete. You know, he's better than Langford. No, no questions asked. I don't know why you like Romeo Langford so much. I would have dealt him too in that deal yesterday. I mean, his high school mixtape was fire. Like, <laughs> and he's from Indiana. I, and I still would have dealt him. <laughs> Look, he was supposed to be like a top three pick. Like, if he wasn't injured going into the draft, Joke. I don't. <laughs> Joke. Okay, so I'm not saying like I I know too much about him, but I just like the fact that he actually does these like weird things, like offensive rebound at what, 6'6", six, six. like, he was are probably, like, behind Ennis Cantor. I, from what I had watched, like, every single Celtics game of, I thought he was their second best offensive rebounder. Because, like, Tice? <laughs> so, I, uh, my freshman year of college, when I used to play pickup, I, uh, I was the smallest guy out of, like, all these dudes. And, like, so, I, I, like, it really reminded me of Tice because, myself, because, um, I was undersized. Like, all these guys I was playing against were, like, six, like, seven and whatever. Like, all tall. I was six four, and I was, like, the shortest guy. And at the time, I was probably, like, six three. And, like, I was always struggling to find, like, position in the post or to get an offensive rebound or defensive rebound. This one kid, he was, like, he was the same height as me. And, like, I would just be boxing out for the whole play. And he's, like, yo, who uh, – like, Somebody come over here, like, or get the rebound. He's like, I'm getting 24-7 box out. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, my name became 24-7 box out for, like, three months out of the year until they learned my name, like, like daily. And so, like, so when I see Tice, like, Tice is 24-7 box out. Yeah. I, I like Tice, dude. He, he gives a nice effort. But he doesn't get the rebound. See, so he gets, like, That's six a game. That's the thing. <laughs> and, you know – what I also like about Tice, he's a stretch five. Yeah. He can shoot. Yeah. That's something, you know, we've seen Tristan Thompson lack. He can't even shoot a mid-range to save his damn life. And I just – I don't really know why. I, I I think, you know, in today's NBA, you need to shoot. So I don't get what Thompson's – I mean, sometimes I believe Thompson's lucky to have a job. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> He can't do anything besides rebound. I, I love the guy, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I think he does need to lose a little bit of weight. He is very uh, – he, he's he's definitely got some bottom heavy, heaviness to him that, yeah. like, hinders his mobility sometimes. Yeah. But he is a great switcher, though. He was uh, he's definitely a great switcher, like, in the past Cleveland yeah. years. So that's going to be a big help. Yeah. And I, I, I do think, you know, he has tremendous potential as well. I, I really think, you know, he's still young. He's not he's not young, young, but he's middle-aged. In for, yeah. for everyone who can't see Josh right now, his nose is like halfway across the room. 
when he just said oh, he's got a lot of potential. Dude, I love I, – I think – I mean, you, we, we can sit, sit here and talk all night about that. The bottom line is right now that I see more potential in Tristan Thompson than I see in Marcus Smart. All right. That's, uh, that's, a, bit, that's a bit too far, man. I just don't get why you like him so much. All right. So – he, he can play your five defensively and actually lock him up. I will wholeheartedly say he can lock up your five. He can lock up Embiid. He can lock up Davis. Okay, buddy. Okay. JB locked up Davis on Christmas Day last year. JB, of all people, who lacks, like, any mental IQ on a consistent game-to-game basis. And that's why, like, I, I, I kind of stand by JB, but not completely. It's because he has – like he spaces out a lot and he overthinks, but for him to guard Anthony Davis like well on the two matchups last year, I don't know, man. I obviously they won the chip, but that's uh that's kind of sad to have JB of all people. So where does Marcus Smart come in? Well, Marcus Smart's better than JB by far in that sense. So he in guarding the post. Okay, in guarding the post, yes. If we're yes. just saying guarding the post, I agree. In pure defense, too, I'll take Smart, too. You can guard one through five, and there's literally no other player in the NBA other than Draymond, like, a few years ago that could do that. LeBron can't even do that because LeBron, like, if he wanted to guard a center, he, like, he just doesn't know how to play the angles. Like, even Jokic, like, scores on him. Buddy, he's the best player to ever walk this, this earth. So I think he knows how to guard one through five. Ben Simmons can guard one through five. Simmons, dude, Simmons guards himself. <laughs> don't, don't get me started with Simmons. Simmons can't I'm even not shoot. A guy. I'm not. Don't get that twisted. Okay. I'm a Simmons guy. Okay. Simmons, like, I think they should have traded him in time. So they didn't trade because it was going to be him and Tyrese Maxey for Harden, I think. And they didn't want to give up Maxi. I, if I were the Sixers, would have done that in a heartbeat. Because Harden and Embiid, who knows what's going to happen. And on top of it, I mean, yeah, both are ball demanding, but they play different, different places. Yeah. Harden's obviously up top, running the show. He, and we know about his assist game. I mean, you sleep on it, and so do others. But I believe... I believe, you know, he'd be getting 10-plus assists in Philly. Okay. So, I th- Harris? Don't sleep on Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is a bum. And the reason why I say this is because he acts as – he's worse than Tatum. He acts like he should be getting all these calls. He has no – he has no proper portrayal of trying to get an AM1 call, uh, like, the, like the fake way to do it. He doesn't know how to do it, and he thinks he does. Two – he again he's a victim of the 20 like he scored 20 points per game on the clippers for like half a year and then got traded uh 20 points there was like a lot of people on that clippers team that overperformed that year because they were like the one seed for a little bit with pat bev and him and oban and a few other people and but like i think that look he was getting that 20 but it's just like that wasn't the entire year and we're seeing him do it now, get the same or similar statistics. But, like, 
is it amounting to anything? No. And I understand he's not the only factor, but like, am I going to rely on him on the fate of the universe? No. And like, I don't, and if Harden, and the thing is what you mentioned about Harden, it's like saying that I slept on his assist here. Here's the thing with his assists is that they all come off of like dump offs. So when, when they got rid of Clint Capella last year, if he like wasn't getting his dribble, 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 and into the three, as Charles Barkley would say, yeah, he just immediately times it to Austin Rivers or to Jeff Green when he was there, or to PJ or to whoever. And that was a 50-50 shot if these guys were going to make it. None of them are in rhythm. So if he had played like he had done like two years before, um, even before CP3 or whatever, like they had a flowing offense. And like they were still doing pretty well in the playoffs. And when you hold the ball for that long, just isoing, it's like these guys are never going to get in rhythm and they're never going to hit that shot for you that you can't obviously do yourself. So I do think he could be like LeBron and progress when he's older to average 12 assists even. But I just don't see it yet. Well, number – well, one of the reasons – well, one reason why, you know, is I see this with a lot of people, including my friends, they say the same thing. Um, I just tell them, you don't respect this game. <laughs> I know I know for a fact you don't respect this game for what you just said. Um, <laughs> you're saying – you're basically saying that he doesn't pass in rhythm and stuff. And, you know, I agree with you sometimes, but the thing is they won games. They won games because of that. They did. Let's face reality here. They were they were they were a team in the Western Conference that was up there that you'd you wouldn't walk into that arena not feeling threatened by them. But mainly because what do you mean why? But why doesn't it translate? Why doesn't that fear translate to the playoffs? I'm not talking about the playoffs. Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> all, I'm not even talking about playoffs. Second of all, you know, everyone looks at the playoffs. They do. But they don't respect the regular season. They don't. I mean, I know people that say Giannis isn't a number one option and will never be a number one option until he gets to the NBA Finals. And, I mean, I disagree. I do. But the fact that you that you guys, including you, including you, Mr. Mistopoulos, you're you're speaking low of a guy that is the, probably top five or top three in the NBA right now. But like I just the thing is, is that I'm not doubting his talent and his capabilities. I just want to see him actually act upon those capabilities because. What do you mean? Like, but like, here's the thing. It's like we always like. It's the same thing we're talking about, Danny Ainge. Like, you're always waiting for this kick for it to finally to kick in. But like, oh yeah, it's there. Like, you keep telling people, and hey, guess what? It, it may be there. But why aren't they turning it on? Why isn't he turning his defense on when he should? Uh, at least in the playoffs. Why isn't he's like doing it once on Lou Dort is not good enough? Why isn't he? Um, playing more off the ball where he's actually pretty successful when he does so on backdoor screens. Well, he Why was is, the point guard. What? He was the point guard, so he can't play off ball. Well, well, when you have Tyler Harrow running the Miami Heat offense 
and he's not even a true point guard. He's more of a shooting guard, and he's been running point this year and in the bubble when Dragic and Nunn were out. You can't compare James Harden to Tyler Hero. They, they play a different role in the offense, and you know it. You they're, know bo- it. they're both p- pure scorers. They're not pure point guards. Tyler Hero is not a pure scorer. He's not a point guard. His main objective to get in the game is scoring. Not defense. It's not like I'm only shooting threes like Duncan Robinson. I'm going to get threes. I'm going to get floaters. I'm going to get my middies. I'm going to get my layups. So now Harden does all those on a much accelerated level. But, and he even does it off ball too. And, but like, the thing is, is that when you're not choosing to do that because you want to like get the crossover three more than uh, more than the backdoor cuts because it's more energy and you uh, you're, you're going to feel tired on the next uh, run down to the court. Like that's a problem on his end. Like he should mentally train to be more in shape instead of this, uh, you know, strip club physique that he has right now from all the chicken wings. Um, it's just, it's not proper planning and that's going to produce poor results. And I disagree with you. <laughs> I do. I mean, first of all, the crossover. I mean, you're a big on. You're big. You're big on. You know the moves and stuff. Jason Tatum's moves, their signature move. You're big on signature moves, so you should know that that's his signature move. Second of all, I agree with you. I do. I do agree with you saying that, you know, he needs to start getting in shape. You know, I think I don't, I'll be honest. I don't like the way he left Houston. I really don't. I don't think he was a problem, but I don't think he handled it right. I think, I mean, first of all, showing up to training camp, 20 pounds out of shape, something like that, 10 pounds out of shape. That's inexcusable considering that you're a pro athlete. Um, I don't agree with you when you said that Harden needs to be a better off-ball player. I think all-stars, I mean, we if you don't see that, I don't know what you're seeing. Is, is all-stars aren't off-ball. None of them. Name, name me one star that's an off-ball player. I'm not saying like a slasher, like a Gerald Wallace who got like one freak all-star appearance playing just a slasher off ball. What I'm saying is like he needs to, and I don't, I don't just mean like catch and shoot, but like, look, the signature move, it's great to have it. You know, it is the most unstoppable move in the NBA. You could say right now, his step back more than anyone else's. But the thing is that when you do that every single time down on like, let's say he brings it down, 50 possessions if you're doing that 20 out of the 50 times like it's just oversaturated gets predictable and then it loses its flair like i'm telling you right now that in the games that i've watched he doesn't do that as often as we think he doesn't we see it on house of highlights and everyone goes nuts but i'm telling you right now (laughs) he probably does it in game two or three times and that's a single move so what else is he doing to get his buckets is it just all free throws No, it's not just all free throws. I mean, a major okay, I say about six to eight points a game is from the line, but that's because he's a smart player. Yeah. 
Now, do I like that? You know, that, that, whatever that BS that he does with the, the pumps. Yeah. I hate, I hate the call. I don't think it should be a call, but it's it's playing, playing chess, not checkers right there. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing about him that I think is so good is that he uses so many things to his advantage. And I think that's why the Brooklyn Nets are going to be NBA champions this year is because of him. Look, I, I think it's possible. I just, I think it's very slight. Like, the thing that he's been doing, like every single year, adding like new moves, like the whole thing with the the ball not being a travel if you don't pick it up for a possession. So you basically have this zero step. I mean, you see guys like Terry Rozier thrive off of this because like these hang dribbles, like, I mean, even you, like you probably know too, like the amount of moves that are in your bag now is probably immense because like you can like have a hang dribble and then you could like step back into a jumper or you can like, fake it and then you're basically almost getting a third step without picking up the ball but it's technically legal and no one figured that out until him who actually read the book the the rule book so um things like that i love about him like there's people that need that need to do it um and no one did it but him and if he continues to make moves like that like oh hey why don't i do something that's like less energy but more strategic on the defensive end okay, there. I may hate it, but if it works, it works. But it doesn't seem like he's doing any effort towards it. And if he doesn't do that on defense and if he doesn't do it on how to strategically, like, manage his energy off-ball, well, apparently he does need to do something different because he's not in the finals. Can't blame him for that. A man scores 40 points a game. You don't blame Charles Barkley for not winning a championship. I mean, I, I can't blame him or praise him because I didn't watch him get in the game. But so I, I'll have to take your word. But in terms of Harden, like if he's just going to the look, he any player is able to score forty points a game. We know that, honestly, at this point. Like we see guys get all these inflated numbers because of the spacing and the frequency of shot um, times up and down the court because half the possessions just end up in a quick three and whether they're made or not. So do I see him averaging like those 35 points a game back in 2010? No, because Kevin Durant was barely able to do it in 2015 when he was a scoring champ. And if James Harden is not going to, you're saying Harden's not going to score 30 a game, not the 35 that he had scored a couple of years ago, or when did he score? Like the MVP year, he had like the highest, scoring like rate I think or second highest I'm not seeing him score 35 back in 2010 All right. I don't see it well then I don't know what you see because I'll be honest what I see I see a scoring champ I see an eight-time all-star I see the sixth man of the year and I see a guy that's ready to add NBA championship to his resume you better be ready that's all I'm <laughs> saying he better be ready, and he is ready. He is ready. He's, he's tremendous. I mean, I don't get what people don't see in him. Well, he's an enigma. We don't know what to see in him. Yeah. Well, he's not Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's more of an enigma. Yeah, literally. All right. Uh, so we went a long time, which was very good. Uh, we, we can get into the weekly segments. Um, 
The first one is the Coach Baker moment of the week. Um, as I've told everybody, you know, it comes from All-American. Coach Baker, he'll break the news to one of his players. <sighs> it ain't looking too good, son. Asher's on steroids, so I have to ask you to play wide receiver. But, Dad, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quarterback. I don't care, son. So just kind of one of these breaking the news moments, devastating kind of moment, moments. Uh, Josh, which, which was your uh, Coach Baker moment of the week? Of this week? If I had to say, kind of just like shocking news. Yeah. Probably how little Brooklyn gave up in the Harden trade. Hmm. You think it's little? I think it's little. You have two players. Yeah, they gave up some picks. We don't know how good those picks are going to be. They can be a bunch of Aaron Neesmiths. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> what do you? What's your moment? My moment was Danny Green. Uh, I hate to break the news to him. Uh, he was bragging that he has three rings to a uh, fan. I called him out. Oh, yeah. Uh, guess what? The Spurs ring, you earned that one. But the other two, Kawhi carried you. You played bad on the defensive end for most of it and you weren't hitting that many shots. And then the Lakers won. We all know that's self-explanatory. Yeah. He, he did not deserve that one. Literally just LeBron and AD, and then, like, Caruso and KCP. And I'll agree with you. I do think I do think he gets a lot of hate. Like, I think he gets a lot of hate from the younger generation because he missed one shot. They don't really know the Danny Green that me and you really know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he's a player. <laughs> No, he was awesome. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you, though. Toronto and L.A., just shut up, man. Yeah. Shut up. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, next segment is the uh, Doug Gem duo of the week. This uh, comes from the movie The Town. Uh, Doug, who wishes to not pursue um, bank heists anymore. Uh, he wants to live a normal life. Uh, Gem... Uh, feels uh, like that Doug has to open this favor of, you know, you got to do this for me. You know, I, I serve time for you. So basically he's holding him back from pursuing his own, uh, Doug's own dreams. Uh, what was your Doug gem duo of the week, Josh? Mine is honestly, I don't believe it was, I believe it was last week, but I'll still say it. Yeah. LeVar Ball and LeAngelo Ball. <laughs> I believe the garball is holding back Jello. I think if I'm Jello, I should go overseas. I think I should go even to like anywhere overseas, back back to Lithuania, anywhere. You just need to play basketball. You need yeah. to play basketball. The only way you get better at, play, at basketball is playing basketball. It's true. So I think Lavar is kind of holding them back, saying, you know, oh, you got to try out for the G League. Oh, you. Oh, try to get more uh, of our uh, – um, get your manager on board. Get get this, get that, get your agent. Nah, man, go overseas, go do your thing, and go follow your dream. Yeah, I mean, so much for LeVar's cheat sheet because that's not working too well for Lonzo either. Like, that yeah, screwed totally. him up. 
Lamelo uh, the only guy with the head on his shoulders over there. He he got lucky, you know. He he got he got to learn from his older brother's mistakes, yeah. or of like a lot, or not mistakes, but like Hopping. Yeah, whatever <laughs> just happened. Yeah. You know, I if I were if I were Leangelo, go ball out with Shanghai Sharks and Jimmer for dead. Drop yeah. ninety two a game. <laughs> yeah, go do your thing, man. Just keep playing. Win a couple chips. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My Doug Gem duo of the week. <clears throat> I mean, an easy one would be Harden and the Rockets, but I've already used that one in the past. So I am going to say, um, back. you know, I had a good one earlier and I should have wrote it down, but honestly forgetting at this moment. <laughs> Thing. Josh, can you give me a little bit of help? <laughs> sure. I, I, I kind of I think of one right now. I'm thinking, and it's it, it's not basketball; it's football. That's fine. I will say, I think Pete Carroll mm. and Russell Wilson. Yeah, Pete Carroll's time is on the hot seat, man. I believe that. Some of his – there's certain quarterbacks that you throw the keys to. You run the whole show. In New England, it's Belichick's show. Not – not, but when Brady was here, it was Brady's show. I still believe Brady called a lot of the shots. I believe in Seattle, it's Pete Carroll's show. I don't believe he gives Russ the opportunity to throw the ball to DK, to throw the ball to Tyler Lockett. And I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of either of them, of either of those wideouts. But I strictly do believe that Pete Carroll's holding back Russell Wilson's talent and the opportunity for Seattle to win a Super Bowl. Agreed. Uh, I got about ten heart attacks from uh, Tyler Luckett this fantasy football season. Oh yeah. So because uh, he was on my team and he just was getting like seven points like half the time. <laughs> and then he had uh, a game where he scored fifty three. Yeah, that that was a blessing. You started him? Oh, of course. That a boy. So, I mean, all those weeks of, like, having the 50-50 chance finally paid off. Yeah. Because I want to tell everybody, all right, I went into the my championship. I didn't get to mention this last week. But I went into my championship. I was the barely the number four seed. I won off of a tiebreaker in my division. I had 100 more points than the other person. It was a one-to-one uh, divisional record. I go into – uh, one verse four um, playoff seating out of the woods. All right. I blew this person out of the woods as her uh, fantasy football team name was. All right. So George Skittle off to a good start. You know, I win by like 30 points, which in my book is out of, out this of the Kittle return for the last game. I didn't even have him. My oh. type, but my team name, you know, George Skittle. <laughs> oh, George Skittle. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is a good. I like that name. Thank you. Uh, and then the next round, I faced whoever, um, uh, and I won by like three points, dude. I okay. I benched Marvin Jones and Brandon Cooks at the final week because we do two week playoffs. Yeah, dude. I had like thirty seven and thirty nine from the two of them, and both on my bench. Off your bench, bro. And Adam, I started Adam Thielen at my flex nine points disappointment 
And then Lockett, I think, did pretty well. And then Diggs only had like 14 points. But I will say because I had Diggs too. Yeah. Diggs the game the week before though, I was down by like 47 and he went off against the Pats, I think. And like he scored like Yeah, he got like 43 points for me. And then at the end of like the first half of my uh championship, like I was only down by like three points at that point. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, I am a fantasy football winner. George Skittle is the greatest of all time, seven and six. Uh to everybody out there, uh, my buddy Drew, um, my young, and everybody else in that league, uh, can't wait till next year, and I will beat you guys in this um, for free fantasy basketball league because Please. we are pro college students. <laughs> Josh doesn't want to. Josh doesn't want to feel this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that was some good help on the uh, the Doug Gem duo. Yeah, it's a good assist like Jay Harden. Yeah. Yeah. One of his assists. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's noteworthy enough. Maybe OKC James Harden. I like that James Harden better. Yeah, you only like him because of the pizza rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Mom made pizza rolls. (laughs) I could go for some of those. I've had a couple hot pockets recently. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, they get the job done. No. Um, but yeah, I think they were they didn't let Russ cook forever, and then now they kind of let Russ cook a little bit too much, and then it's just not working out well because it's like it's a, know, it's a yeah the circle yeah it's a, it's unorganized. Pete yeah. Carroll he won him a chip, went to another Super Bowl. That's great, but maybe get some new coordinators. Blew it at the goal line. That was no, that was a strategic play that I actually respect them for, not just because we're Pats fans. They were five of eight on uh, plays from the two-yard line. If they – like, every time they had ran it, five out of the eight times, it was a bad um, – it never ended up in a in a gain of yardage. So, passing See, it – I don't know what you're talking about, man. I, I think that's ridiculous. Look, if you're going by this – like, his history of that year, so like, you're I would have passed you're it. You're throwing the ball. Dude, who – like, who was Butler before that pass? Come on. You're throwing the ball. Who are my receivers again? Uh, uh, Golden. Kirk. Who's the uh, Jermaine Curse? Was it uh, Golden Tate that year? Or no. And Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Uh, dude, Baldwin, he's got the moves, man. Like, he's lethal. I would have given it to him. I think that's ridiculous. Look, Marshawn couldn't convert that year. <laughs> what do you mean? He, no, he was the top running back in the league. Not that year. One of them. Yeah, but he wasn't top uh, for those five times. He did it. It's not like one or two times. Five times he failed. You're at the two-yard line. You're at the two-yard line. Five times he didn't do it. I don't care if it's Lawrence Maroney in the backfield. I'm still running. (laughs) All right, then give it to to, uh, the backup, whoever it was. It wasn't Chris Carson. but That's ridiculous. uh, Give it to Russ. Give it a QB sneak, the old Tom Brady special. Do something. True. I'll give you that. Add some flair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, last segment. It's gonna be the uh, the tub player award. Uh, this comes from uh, Shaquille O'Neal in NBA 2K uh, 20. He, you know, on on the Orlando Magic, very athletic, but 
you'd assume that he would put up so many stats and instead he just bricks all of his layups, uh, doesn't do anything for the stat sheet, and then you lose because of him. He's very tired. So basically somebody who's just big, takes up space, uh, does nothing. Uh, who is your tub player of the week? Of the week for me? Yeah. I'm going with someone that takes up space. All right. I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, okay. I like I'm, it. I'm, I think, you know, <laughs> or even better, is Snapper. <laughs> First play of the game. You can't. I mean, that's a tone setter, man. That's a game changer. Yeah. And then he throws two picks, two. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You're a professional. You're a veteran. You're, what is he, 38, 39? Yeah, two chips, too. Two chips, too, exactly. Centennial Holmes, my boy, that was still the greatest catch, one of the greatest catches of all time. Tota. Tota. <laughs> but I will say that he choked. He blew it. Yeah. Um, I don't think his team was as – I think that was the grossest 11-0. I don't believe – I don't really even count him as 11-0. I don't. It was, wor- it was worse than the Patriots, like, 9-0 last year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 I believe it was an ugly 11 and 0. They played garbage teams. They played like Jacksonville three times. It felt like four times. Um, Uncle Rico, leading the squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, I think I think Ben Roethlisberger is my tub player of the week. All right, I like it. That's a very good one. Uh, my tub player of the week is Boogie Cousins. And for different reasons than we stated earlier. So he, I honestly, this is more of like a gratifying in a way of a tub player award because I dropped him in fantasy basketball and because like, I didn't draft him high, but as like you, you as you should. Yeah. He was just there and I drafted him like, all right, you know, yeah. he was like a third uh, big man next to like Montrez and Jokic. I'm like, all right, you know, I got some faith. John Wall, James Harden before yeah. the trade. Uh, didn't do squat, so I dropped him. And then I think I picked up, like, the dude from the Spurs. Like, some starts with a K, something Johnson. Jakob Pertle? No, I think it's, like, Kenyon Johnson. I think his first name is. Okay. Kelton and, Johnson. What? Is it Kelton Johnson? It might be, yeah. <laughs> so I picked him up, and he's doing better than Boogie. Now, so that's just, like, tub in itself but even more of a tub just become the absolute enforcer for the team all right he has no other role like he knows the team is going down the drain Harden left we all know the management's pretty bad this coach is kind of a wild card we don't know what to expect of him being that wall's out next soon yeah they don't want depot and depot who doesn't even want to be there it's like eric bledsoe i don't want to be here yeah Uh, (laughs) uh, that tweet uh, shout out Terry Rozier, the GOAT. Um, yep. This is a pro Terry Rozier podcast. Pro Zier. <laughs> um, uh, so, I got rid of him. Yeah. Um, so now Boogie, he just has to find a way to contribute. And if it's not in the stat sheet, you know, he's got to do it with heart, just like Marcus Smart. Uh, but he did it in kind of a tub way. By, uh, so Marcus Morris, what's the one that's on the Lakers? Markeith? 
I think it's Markeith. Yeah. So Markeith Morris pushes somebody on the Rockets like after a shot, like trying to start something. I think and it's then, Marcus. No, no, Marcus was on the Clippers. Knicks. Yeah, so he's on the Clippers, yeah. Clippers, yeah. But this was the guy from the Lakers, so this is Keith. Yeah. Keith tries to throw somebody, and then after, like, he kind of hits Boogie and, like, kind of, like, gets stumbled. Boogie goes right up to uh, Keith. Keith tries to push him, and then Boogie just throws him to, like, the ground, I think he felt. Yeah. Like, almost fell to the ground. I'm like, finally, this guy. Ejected, yeah. yeah, he did get ejected. Yeah. Keith got ejected because yeah. he started it, which I was like, yeah. yes. The tub lives on. They're respecting him. Yeah. Like, if that was, like, Tice, they would have just thrown him out because, you know, Tice, oh, you fell. Like, yeah. Like, he's just the excuse. But that's my tub player of the week. And I, I, I respect that. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> I look at Boogie and I see nothing. I see an average NBA set. I don't even see it. I don't even see a center, first of all. <laughs> I don't I, – I see – we all know, especially the Boston faithful, we know Sean Thornton. That's what I see in Boogie Cousins. Oh, God. Sean Not Thornton. a score, but he'll fight. Dude, remember Greg Steamsma? Greg Steam, of course, dude. I remember Vitor Feverani, Greg Steamsma, Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins is actually, like, the worst player I've ever seen. Ryan Hollins was, was yeah, he wasn't that great. Not just because of his media career. I, like, I just – I'm convinced that I saw him in this basketball movie, too, where he was, like, one of the uh, the guys on like a, a D two college basketball team. I think he was actually in it, but he had like no speaking role. Would, yeah, I swear to God, he was like seven feet tall, and I'm like, this has to be Ryan Hollins. And like, I was watching it by myself. This was like a few years ago before his media career, and I'm like, dude, like, I'm losing my mind. Like, this has yeah. to be him. Um, but yeah, so so much for that. So famous, of course. Um, Dueling. Keon Dooling, my only memory of him is him getting swatted by Jeff Teague in the playoffs and yep. then for a three. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. You remember when Rondo, he got that – Kenyon got that start because Rondo got ejected. What would you say? Kenyon got that start in game two because Rondo got ejected. Right. Yeah. I was, I was so upset. No. I was so upset by that ejection. I love Rondo, you know. I think he's a very talented guy. I think he's also one of one of the very underrated players in the NBA. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like Rick Carlisle and then, like, that just kind of gave him a bad name. Uh, I mean, Car- Carlisle's a good coach, but, like. They didn't gel. Yeah, they didn't gel. But, I mean, he did well in New Orleans, and that kind of revived him. Yeah. And ever since then, he's, like, Sacktown, he did, eh. But, like. Uh, Chicago. Chicago, he kind of turned it on. Almost yeah. beat the Celtics. They were up 2-0. Yeah. yeah but, you know, Would Jimmy, you Bucket, Jimmy Buckets isn't enough for, you know, for the Celtics. Marcus Smart. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Uh, that is it for me, unless you have anything else to mention. If you got anything else going on, you want to plug? Not, not really. I mean – that's it. You know, thank you for having me. It's, it's been really fun. I really enjoyed it tonight. I uh, hope to definitely um, definitely be back on the show at some point. Um, and I definitely hope uh, I'll see you soon. We could definitely get together sometime. I'd love to, 
you know, discuss sports, talk it over, you know, and get ready for an, another show, you know, take you in the courts too. Yeah. Well, we know it's already going to end in a W, but sure. Yeah. All right. Buddy. For me, <laughs> <laughs> I loved having you on and I hope to Thank have you. you on again. Thank you. Definitely. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you, uh, you guys will all be hearing this pretty soon. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Balakis. Balakis to everybody. Hopefully the Celtics win and the uh, Nets lose. Adios. Ciao. Ciao.